Hi there, and welcome back to another edition of the Fake Nerd Podcast. Today we're going to tell you about a great painting we're going to do here today. So we're going to do it completely by audio. So here are the colors we're going to use today so you can pay along with us. We have Boisterous Blue Brandon T. McClure. We have Radical Red Riding Heliopolis. And also we have Sensational Silver Sparkplug Wickawiggy here. And also we have Blue Bomber Blue Ben Magnet. So we're going to be here and paint a beautiful picture here today. I thought you said pain the blue first time you said painting blue. I know. I just, I realized I was trying to be Bob Ross. Okay, he was being, he was being Mega Man. I thought you were doing NPR, <laughs> but now that I see it's Bob Ross, I'm happy we're painting this little bush of life together. Yeah, yeah. Real quickly, real quickly real before quickly? we get uh, further, uh, we have a Mega Man live eating. We ate the, Mega Man. The most exciting thing you guys will see in 2018. Yeah, we, we feasted on it. So what happened was Did I was say trying 2015. I meant to say 2018. <laughs> no, no, it's the most exciting thing. Come 2015. <laughs> yeah, so they strapped me down in horror as I watched one of my favorite video game characters get devoured in front of my eyes. I saw you with gleeful bliss <laughs> eat, the, eat it like it was nothing. No, so so we you, have, don't uh, lie. So for now, uh, until we figure until out 24 hours. Uh, for 24 <laughs> hours, you can look up our, um, our live eating of the, the Funko cereal. Funkos, yeah. Funkos. Uh, we got the Mega Man one for Ben. Yay. I, I kind of wish that instead of circles, they were gears. That'd be cool. That would have been But cool. that would require probably a lot more effort than they yeah. did. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, how cool would that be? Yeah. yeah. I'd buy blue gear cereal. Yeah. Yeah. Little mega boys, little mm-hmm. mega faces. Mm-hmm. Well, how was your guys' week other than that? I know that was the highlight of the week. You're right. And it happened in like 30 minutes ago. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't have any topic. Um, uh, well, Ryan moved. Ryan did move. Yeah. I did. It's, oh, it's happened. It's happened. And you notice, if you can tell, we're not on the digital phone with Sparks. He's here in person. I am here. Yeah. Which, which is going to be happening. Which it looks like is forever. the permanent thing. Forever. Uh, for, for now, yeah. yeah. Guess who's my roommate now? Yep. It's you yeah. in a week. Yeah, it's me He must save a lot of space because he's just he's a, a puppet. puppet. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he still takes up a whole room, which I yelled at him about because, like, how much sure, room sure, do you sure, need? Sure. Not you just that. I, I have way more stuff, though. No, you, yeah. You, you not know. just that. He also took the biggest room in the house, Puppet's too. got a pup. What are you going to do? Puppet's got a don't repeat I mean, that. <laughs> you don't know what that no, means. Let it no, thanks, Ben. Puppet's you're got you're a always my wingman. Ben, Ben, I'm sure you can explain it. Puppet's got a pup. What does it mean? I have no freaking idea. It means I have a dog. Oh, yeah, dude. yeah you Puppet's got puppies. Got a he rides pup. it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just like, she's my battle horse. Like Woody in Toy Story 2? Yeah. Hi, ho, yeah. Silver. Yeah. Ride like the wind. So I moved, but I also know someone picked up an Autobot. Uh, yeah, Ben, oh, yeah. Yeah. your car. I was about to say, I hope you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I was like, wait, wait, wait. You named it. I did, I did. So my last car was, uh, I called it Decepticon. I called it Deceptus. And this one is an Autobot. I named it Ion. It's a white. Uh, now that that car is gone, I want you to know I've always hated that name. Okay. Deceptus? That was the name of your car, Deceptus? That was my uh, old Toyota, yeah. Oh. More like, septic tank, am I right? I like that car. <laughs> I like the stickers you had on it. Yeah, so I got a new car. Thank God, because yeah. I've been needing one so so bad. But I finally got it, and also it's a stick shift, so none of you can drive it. I mean, I could probably and drive it. It, it just won't good. It won't happen. No, I mean, so it, I saw the spy who dumped me. Oh, it's and, out. Yeah. Oh, and uh, I guess we're talking about Brandon's week now. No, no, real quick. <laughs> There's a bit where they try to steal a car. Oh, uh-huh. okay. it's a stick shift. Oh, uh, okay. And they're like, "How do you drive?" The-? I don't know how to drive it, so they're trying to like. Trying to, they're grinding all the gears and, and everything. Then, and you just see the car like slowly, <laughs> and like the people behind are like, are like, "Hey, get out of my car!" It's like, "How do you?" I'm sorry. How do you drive? Like, they, they're yelling at the bystanders, the people who drive the car. How do you drive this car that we're stealing? <laughs> stealing it. No, That's when I good. was growing up, my dad forced me to learn how to drive a stick. And actually, online, I saw like some older dude on a jeep. 
he you know those uh, spare tire carvings that people put on their jeeps yes. Uh-huh. Yes. and it said this car is equipped with a, a millennial anti-theft device and it was a stick shift thing and i think jokes on you i know how to drive that shit i bet if you put me on a deserted island with a stick chef, I'd eventually learn. Yeah, probably. Eventually, it's, it's really not that hard. It's just you gotta you gotta get a feeling for it. You gotta do your you gotta play with your feet a little bit. So. This is driving stick with Ben Magnet. Yeah. By the way, nice name for a podcast that just came up with driving, driving stick. stick. Driving stick. <laughs> That'd be good for a racing podcast. Let me I describe do... cars to you. <laughs> so they have these things called wheels. Okay. <laughs> So the heel, the wheel is connected to the hubcap, which is connected to the thing that the connects knee bone to the wheels. Is connected to the thigh bone. Mm, I was going the same place. <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm really glad I got this car. It's pra- it was practically brand new. So it's I'm, good, man. I'm yeah, 2017. Really, 2017. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good year. So how was the spy who dumped me? It was fine. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. We saw Mission Impossible, Ryan. Da-da-da-da! Wait. That's, that's no Bond. no thanks to Movie Pass. Damn it. That's Bond. That was oh, Bond, yeah. dude. That was yeah, you're right. You want uh Star uh, Wars. That's not uh, no. Mission you Impossible want... Six Fallout is freaking dun, awesome, dun, dudes. Dun, 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 Thank you. Dun, there it is. Dun, 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 My name is Ethan Hunt. I'm the original dun, 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 Bond Impossible. No. Called Jason Bourne because the hunt for Red October has arrived. Okay, Shadow Recruit. It was our it was our mission to see it and we chose to accept so it. So I was watching yes. Mission Impossible Fallout, which is a great movie. Oh, you mean Metal Gear? It's a great, great movie. Um I think the second best uh and so what do you think is first best three ghost protocol oh that's good four four mm-hmm. to be fair ghost three protocols really good. three through six are all great oh yeah so it's like totally. you can't really lose i like one one's good i, I just i forget wa- two exists i just watched one to the canon i, yes. I just watched one for the very first time this week it's, it's good people people who know me personally know that i really really dislike mission impossible 2 because it doesn't fit Two's or make any sense in movie. the rest of the mission impossible films and so when we were seeing Fallout, there's that part where he starts climbing the rocks. Mm-hmm. And they turn to me because Mission Impossible 2 starts with him rock climbing out somewhere. And they're like, look, 2 is important now. And I'm like, no, no. Rock this, climbing this is canon. doesn't mean that 2 rock is now canon. Uh, real, real quick, I just want to, I just want to, one of the things that I kind of miss about the Mission Impossible films that I was reliving with one, I miss when, it, when the IMF was an agency and not just Ethan Hunt. That's what, yeah. And then 2 was just a lot of him. I, and then I miss, JJ brought it back. Yeah. I miss when the IMF's worst enemies weren't within the IMF. That's nice. Um, so so uh, the only Mission Impossible movies I have seen are uh, two. Why? Garbage. God. I, was, I liked it. We had the soundtrack, okay? I was. Uh, I was That's t- not a defense. I, I know. I know it's not a defense. So I was, it was uh, two and three. Those are the only Mission Impossible movies I've ever seen. Oh, three's good, though. Yeah. yeah. I forgot what I was going to say. Da-na, da-na. It's about talking six. about Mission Impossible. So it's the second best one. Uh-huh. That's true. Uh, I think six. I think four You said Ghost Protocol's the best. Yeah. yeah. Nope. I lost it. That's oh, okay. well. It's gone forever. Oh, well. Just like that Mission Impossible. Um, yeah, Christopher McQuarrie. It's a really great movie, though. Is yeah. this his directorial debut, Christopher McQuarrie? No, he's done four, five, and six. No, he's written no, four, five, four and six. Brad, fi- four was Brad. Sorry, Burns. he did five and six then. Uh, I don't think five was him. Yeah, hundred percent was him. That's why he's back for this one. Someone look it up. He also did uh, okay I'll other movies. I like Mission Impossible. I'm glad I saw it. I'm gonna say it forever. It's like Metal Gear, and I can't wait for that Metal Gear movie. <laughs> yeah, I really. Uh, I thought this one was really great. I had, I had a lot of fun in this one. Uh, I got I got IMAX specifically. To spite movie pass about this one. Yeah, now that I know AMC that we're going to be going to an AMC theater kind of yeah, where we live, uh, and it does IMAX movies, I'm real stoked for that. Because uh, Ryan, you and Sparks are my neighbor now. Dude, we're twelve. I, we live on. Oh, I'm not gonna say where we live, but we're twelve minutes away. Yes. Yeah. It was Christopher. McCoy. It was Christopher yeah. McCoy. Okay. Um, that's why they're so connected. Yeah. I also just listened to a podcast where he was talking about the movie he directed last. Yeah, I think uh, this one's definitely better than five. Yeah. Yeah. But again, five is good. <laughs> five is not bad at all. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, so yeah, I saw Spy Who Dumped Me, Mission Impossible, Teen Titans Go, Christopher Robin. I'm seeing a lot of we're movies. We're talking about we're talking about two of them today. Yeah. Well, we kind of talked about Mission Impossible a little. Three, two point five, and Spy Who Shagged Me. So that's a uh, four movies for the price of one. Spy Who Shagged Me. Spy Who, who dumped, dumped Me. me. Well, there was shagging of all before the dumping, so. True. Yeah, mm. I just kind of wish Kate McKinnon was better utilized in this one. Spy Who I w- me. She needs to be in movies that where she's not use pl- her better. Because she was in Ghostbusters, and she's just like, oh, I'm wacky. Yeah. And then this, is she just, I'm wacky? She's just, I'm wacky. Like, she's so much better. Like, not that she's not funny, but like she's so much better than just being that one character. Yeah. So I'm really excited for her to take, like, the Chris, what's her name? Who's playing Cheetah? Kristen. Kristen Wiig. Yeah, like, she's now a dramatic actress, and I'm waiting for her to make that jump like a lot of comedians do. Yeah. Can't wait. I got nothing else. Nothing? No. no. I, 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 when I forgot week? what I was going to say about Mission Impossible, I've literally forgot my entire week. Oh. oh. I don't know what happened, but it's all a blank it's now. It's gone forever. Oh, no. You, you fell behind a lot. Oh, I, I finished. Lo- yeah, I mean, like every day I was talking to you, you're like, man, this day just got away from me. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. This was such so this, a bad week. So this week got away from you. This yeah. was such a bad week. Yeah, it's actually September now, if you don't know. Oh, Jesus. What? what? I Jurassic Park, the riot is gone. Oh, oh no. I finished Luke Cage season two and I started Castle Rock. It's good. Nice. Uh, oh, Casual just ended. I'm really sad about that. I don't that. know anything about that show. I like it a lot. That doesn't tell me what it's about. I, okay. hear, <laughs> I hear it's the uh, poor man's version of You're the Worst and You're the Worst is Better. I, I love, love You're, you're the, the Worst. worst. I've not it's seen You're the show. Worst. It's a good show. Okay, cool. Not that I'm attacking your show. I just I feel personally attacked by my fandom right now. You actually sent me a little note saying I'm personally attacking him. Could you go with me on this one? I thought <laughs> yeah. that's what we were doing. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, shall we get into our news? Yeah. Unless uh, anyone's got anything more to bring, bring bread up? bread and butter, please. And here's your bread. And your butter. Here's your bread and butter. Okay, okay, not in my ear, thank you. Burp. Hello. Welcome to our new segment. What am I doing? This is one of the first times where I have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, well, uh, Marvel news I like at Marvel. the top. Uh, we start uh, James Gunn. Mm-hmm. We James Gunn news. We kind of talked about it a little bit. Uh, well, no, we didn't. Kinda. We th- talked it to death. I think I, um, arguably the most important development since it just happened probably is is what happened on monday now again before before we say this i do want to preface whatever your thoughts on this one your, your thoughts own own up to them there you know every side you fall on is i think the right side yes there's no wrong opinion cause yeah in this tricky situation um mm-hmm. but the entire cast of the guardians of the galaxy uh including sean gunn bradley cooper who i think arguably have the most authority currently to speak about yeah it. and chris pratt who is like very conservative, very since, they know, religious. since they know him personally, yeah, yes, they release a statement saying that Disney should rehire James Gunn, yeah, and and saying that they've they understand and they took a lot of time to discuss together and think about how they want to respond to it, and they all worked together to put out a message that said that the the tweets are indefensible, yeah, and James Gunn knew it when he apologized then and when he apologized today, you know, like currently yeah. about them, and that. He is not the man he was when he made them. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and I think that's the most important message that's been put out is the Guardians cast saying that. Yeah, because even they even, are the closest to him right now. Even Bradley Cooper, who oftentimes stays away from anything that has to do with the Guardians of the Galaxy, not because he doesn't like it, but just because he, he does. doesn't talk about it. Yeah, um, he his signature is on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sean yeah. Gunn, who is his brother. Yeah. You know, he's put a put, uh, put a signature they're, on they're that. They're all they're uh, Michael Rooker, Michael Rooker, yeah. Karen Gillan. They're all up there. So the thing about this thing, and it, it's it's really well written and stuff. Uh, it doesn't say hire him back. It's just that they 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 def- they're defending him. They they did say yeah. right at the top in the first. Did they really? They say uh, that they they would like they really? Disney to uh, t- 
to bring him back. Okay. They do say yeah. that. Okay, it is one okay. sentence. It's not the point of no, the yeah, message. Yeah. It's like reconsider. But it is, reconsider it is, yeah, they say reconsider okay. um, because they think that he deserves to come back. That is that isn't that's, the that's direct gets, point of the good. message, but yeah. it is in there. Okay, good. The, what I like about this letter mostly is because you see, we've seen this before a few times, and sometimes or quite a few times, it's been done attacking. In a, it's written in a way where it's like attacking the firers. As in, oh, like people would put out statements like, oh, how dare you fire so-and-so because sure, sure. of something and they're just like attacking. This is like, look, yes, the tweets, as we can all agree, are inexcusable, indefensible, but James Gunn today is a decent person. Please reconsider. And then, of and course, even, they go on to talk about James Gunn as a character because I've been hearing people just continuously rattle him. It's like, oh, you, he supports pedophilia, blah, 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 blah. It's also not like he did anything right he made bad jokes he made bad jokes that are indefensible yeah, I, and nobody is debating that exactly i, I recently watched a bit with uh, leslie jones i don't remember how long ago this interview was i just saw it across her instagram and i'm not saying it's related to this uh like that she was saying it related to this but she was talking about how um if she she doesn't think any comedians like anyone in the that kind of business of entertaining through through laughter should ever be held accountable for jokes they made like 20 30 years ago yeah. she's like if if anybody tried to dig up any jokes i made 30 years ago i was stupid yeah i was a dumb person trying to to find what would what would you know make people laugh and she's like it's a comedian's job in some ways an entertainer's job to try to make the ugly entertaining yes mm -hmm. seinfeld had a whole bit on his show uh, -huh. uh making fun of gay people and that was just funny at the time. It, mm -hmm. it, it, it was a very different, a different time. time. And that's, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. It's like, you know, e yeah. even even though we can all agree, like, you know, that they were they were not good jokes. James Gunn's jokes at the time that he made them, they were not good jokes. But it's it's not that different from a ton of things. Like, I, I would go to Family Guy. There are a ton of jokes oh, that yeah. have gone through Family Guy that are just, like, not okay. Those first couple seasons. Pop culture war standard. Jeez. Yeah, they're terrible. They're, yeah. they're absolutely horrible jokes when you look back on them. But, like, they still... They flew. People laughed. I, South Park. I, I feel South a lot. Park. Yeah, I feel a lot of the same way as I do when it came to like. There was this. There was a post that I commented on from a friend, uh, talking about how the slave Leia outfit should be lambasted and and cursed and, and get rid of it. Get rid of it yeah. altogether. And I, and I'm, I feel much in the same way that I don't feel we should hold people in entertainment, just entertainment in general. Uh, of the past to the standards of today. I right. think we should definitely look right. at them as at, through the lens of then, but acknowledge that things have gotten better. One of my favorite so, comedies, Blazing Saddles, will never get made. Oh, God, again. no. Super right. racist. But yeah. it's like, I, I still think that movie's funny. The, the like, entertainment, entertainment is always mm -hmm. a product and reflection of its time. Yes. Yeah. Of the time like, that it's made. Brandon, when you said that, it reminded me of Whoopi Goldberg because she wants to... With, she the wants, War, with the Warner Brothers thing. With Warner Brothers and also... Oh, no, the Disney thing. Well, right. Disney the, and Warner Brothers. She, yeah. She's, I believe... No, Warner Brothers released... Sorry, real quick, because uh, I confused you. Warner uh -huh. Brothers released a statement about... Released a statement in front of Looney Tunes every... Mm -hmm. Through every cartoon saying that these are a product of the time and should be viewed as such. Because we're not going to edit them. Right. What, what you're mm -hmm. talking about is Whoopi Goldberg yeah. when she became a so Song of the South. The Song yes. of the South thing. Yes. Exactly. She wants Song of the South to be released because she's like, you, you can't ignore the history and, and that that film does have a strong resonance and relevance in, in at least the creation of the song Zippity Doodah, yeah. which is yeah. still used by Disney. So oh, yeah. you, that, that film should be released. Like we can all acknowledge that like it was made at a certain time period.
period and it's a reflection of that time period but or, that film should be released even p- classics like Peter Pan I remember watching Peter Pan recently the scene where they got to the, the chief after the rest of the uh, Tiger yeah League. the Red Man song that is really really racist yes. I remember watching that going oh wow how yeah. can I if we judge people and things so harshly we wouldn't have entertainment yeah right it, 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 and no one would grow. All, all no of it is grow. all of it is meant to be a product of its time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think we spent enough time on yep. this one. Yes. Yeah, we have. Uh, I still don't think he's getting hired back. No, I don't think so. Definitely either. not. Uh, I think. But that's, I'm interested that's to see gone. how it'll develop past this Honestly, because I'm, it's mm-hmm. it's a it is a strong message that the Guardians yeah. put this out. I'm just yeah. really excited for Ron Howard to take over and turn this into a totally uh, B minus movie. A totally fine film. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, Ron. I don't mean it. Keeping in the Marvel family, Netflix. But you kind of mean it. I kind of mean it. Sorry, Ron. <laughs> Keeping in the Marvel family, Netflix uh, has announced that Iron Fist Season 2 will only be 10 episodes. We were just talking about this, too. Yeah, uh-huh. we were. And there was a Netflix or a, uh, an IGN article I read. I was like, here's why the movie, they're all 13 I have episodes. That, I have that quote if you want. Awesome. Uh, so the quote uh, is from Cindy Holland, who's Netflix VP of Original Programming. She says, in some of the early negotiations and deals that we did with third-party studios, we were sort of hamstrung a little bit by the, con- by the convention of the 13-episode cable series pattern. Uh, and if you look at the content that we've been making out of Netflix Studios and even with third-party partners now, often the seasons are generally no more than 10 episodes. So it was more of a, it was more of a construct of just like, at the time, like... That's what the deal was. Seasons were either 13 or 22 episodes. And yeah. so they, they kind of kept to that. And now it looks like they're able to move past that. And, and we, I think this can only help. Iron Fist. Yeah, it, it, it's going to help all those shows because as good as they are, like there's definitely one or two episodes where like, yeah, yeah this can get cut. I yeah. wonder if mm-hmm. this will be the standard going forward for all of the Marvel Netflix. I really shows. hope Maybe. so. I yeah. really hope so. I, I mean, even look at Defenders. That was only eight episodes. I, I wonder. But that was a miniseries. I, I'm so. sure. I'm sure it is a sign of like all the Marvel Netflix shows are going to go down to ten because it has been a pretty consistently brought up thing that like at a certain point, pretty much all of the shows drag. Yeah. Post. Just even Daredevil po- season post, one, post Jessica Jones season one. I would argue Daredevil season one also dragged a lot. A, of, a lot, but a lot of people didn't complain about it at that sure. time. Like it wasn't mentioned it was a lot in reviews because people were like, "No, this was pretty solid." Mm-hmm. And Jessica Jones was pretty solid. Not yeah. a lot of people talked about Dragon the first season. Mm-hmm. It was when it was Luke Cage where it started like coming up a lot, mm-hmm. and then Iron Fist, then Defenders, then well, no, not so much with Defenders. Defenders was with Defenders eight. a little. Oh yeah, Defenders, but that was already an eight episode season. But yeah, people, yeah, even then people were like, "Nah, you can shave a bit six. off that. Make it six, <laughs> and just develop your villains a little better." But that too. Um, I I wonder if I, I wonder if Daredevil season three will escape this and be thirteen because it was, because it was in production Ooh, yeah. for so it's been in production for a while. The rumor is that it's out this year also. Yeah, really, that's crazy. Wow. So I wonder if that'll be thirteen and then everything after will be ten, or if it's oh, going to wow. be ten itself. Too. So perhaps we're getting Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. We're getting the entire Defenders team in one uh, year. Well, that's a rumor. That's that's but, crazy but though. Very possible. Then he said Defenders. I wouldn't be season surprised. Two. Defenders surprised. season two next year. Then well, no, Defenders actually. Probably won't get a season two. So that's the, that's the thing is the deal was actually just for the the defenders characters and then that one miniseries. Nobody nobody said for sure that that's not going to happen. No, but there are, Jeff Loeb has even said there's no plans to do a second season. Right? As, as no, but it's not a I just, it's not a never thing. You don't make you don't not make Avengers two. You know what I mean? No, but Defenders didn't do as didn't do that well for Netflix. Yeah. It wasn't received. As well. Iron Fist did better than Defenders. Ew! Really? Yeah. yeah. Ew! Now Netflix does not release their numbers, so it's that could just be rumor. But the word on the street was that Iron Fist did better than. If Defenders. that's the word on the street, wow. I don't want to speak. Oh, I well, I mean, I think a lot <laughs> of people. I think a lot of <laughs> I'll people. Meet, I'll meet your microphone. <laughs> I think a lot of people checked in for Iron Fist and then checked out before finishing the ser- the yeah. season. I think that happened Probably. for sure because a lot of people were writing the Netflix shows high, and I think a lot of people didn't tune in for Defenders oh, because of because Iron of Fist. Iron Fist. Yeah. That's a good point because yeah. it was the lead-in show. Yeah. 
It's like it's kind of like the reverse effect of Iron Man three was only made a billion dollars because it was the, right after Avengers. I think one hundred percent Defenders would have done better if Iron Fist hadn't come first and Iron Fist was introduced, introduced. in Defenders, yeah. right. Right. which was what we talked about in the episode where we discussed yeah. the Defenders. Uh, moving on to the Sony side of things. Oh boy, Sony uh, has released. Oh lord, that Craven the Hunter. Oh lord, is getting a movie. Why? I love Craven so uh, much. D- uh, written by the Equalizer two screenwriter. Richard Wenk. I don't care. Wow, his name is Wenk. Hey, man, it's that happened. sucks. It happens. <laughs> what Listen, a Wenk guys. Sparks, you like Spider-Man. How awesome is Craven the Hunter? Really great. I love. He's him. great as a Spider-Man character, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know who else is all great as a Spider-Man character? Literally, uh, everyone, Silver and Black. Everyone and else Venom out there trying to make movies out Morbius. of Morbius. Morbius. Why? So this. this so the I mean, word is Silver and Black is canceled, but this still does Morbius and Venom. I have zero interest in a like. There is even an understandable market for a Venom movie yes. that doesn't have Spider-Man. I still want it to start with Spider-Man, but there's there's room for a Venom movie that doesn't Venom's have Spider-Man. A big, a big character. There's yeah. totally room for that. I don't want a Craven movie that doesn't have Spider-Man. That doesn't make any sense. That's of no, no interest to me. Is None. It, now, isn't one of Craven's big things is that he wants to hunt Spider-Man He's down? He's a big that's, game that's hunter. That's how it starts. Yeah. Spider-Man's yeah. the greatest prey. That's the whole thing. And then it becomes he, a vengeance thing because he, he can't becomes Spider-Man. Then, yeah. That's so There's good. a whole great story there. There is no point to a Craven the Hunter movie without Spider-Man. I'm sorry. There, this is like the least, yeah, the See, least like, sensical. I'll, I'll give Venom a pass. I'll even give, I'll even give Morbius a pass. Barely. I'd even, I'd Barely. even give Silver and Black a pass before this. No, Whatever. I mean like really. Yeah. There's at least something there. Craven is like straight up just Spider-Man villain. Yeah. That's as far what as I know, Craven's never had a solo. He was in series. the 1960s Avengers as an anti-hero. But he's never, but he's never had an ongoing he's never had solo his own series. thing. No, he's, he's had a couple of no sense. Yeah. I mean, if you mini, sure, but he's never had his own series like Venom has. This is like if you decided to do a Hercule special for Dragon Ball Z, but you were going to have zero of the Dragon Ball Z characters ever show up. Like in there was, there's None. never been a Dragon They're Ball They're not movie. allowed to show up in it. It's only Hercule. Uh, and it's like, why would I want to watch just Hercule don't say interact that. with human beings? Listen, don't say that because I will watch Hercule do anything. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I'm not saying that there could but be a cool food. thing focused on Hercule, yeah. but you can't have zero of the Dragon Ball Z characters yeah, outside yeah. show up with him. He dumb. can be the main character. But you can't have zero of the others. That's what this is. No, but this is... This, no uh, Spider-Man? Please. This is kind of what Ryan was oh saying. Oh, my God. No, they're going to make him hunt Venom. That was, uh, that was a comment that someone made. What? So, that he could hunt Venom. Oh. <laughs> I don't care. I, just I want, want everyone, it. Hold on. I just want everyone to know who's listening. Everyone did a... I had an actual facepalm. Face <laughs> like, it's the first time I've done it in a long time. Uh, uh. So... Nope, I lost what I was going to say. Um, Gilly, I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> yeah, this one. This, I this, hope. This, this is to, sorry, I just remember. Yeah. To, to Ryan's point, this is this is if they had never made a Dragon Ball live action film and they just made a Hercule live action film without doing any Dragon Ball. Like live action specifically and it's just Hercule. I don't get it. I don't get it. Also, I, like they cancel Silver and, Silver and Black to just add on another movie no one wants. I, Why don't we see how Venom does before you look, announce I, all these? I... I don't really think I'm going to like Venom anyway. Um, Not from... Never mind. We're going to have to talk about that later because there's a new trailer. This is Jesus. literally um, the next thing. Uh, anyway, I don't think I'm going to like Venom either way, but I am actively hoping this mo- that the movie bombs just because I want Sony to abandon this whole idea of all these other characters because the thing that pisses me off, we talked about this, I wanted Kraven to show up in one of the Marvel Studios Spider-Man films. If they go forward with a Kraven solo movie, they're not going to do it. Stop ruining what can be done with Spider-Man. They're just... They're, Stop they're, it. They're pulling a DC. They're doing the, the dartboard effect. Sony has borrowed DC's dartboard. But yeah. the worst thing about it is that they're ruining another film's po- potential. 
yeah. by doing it. Yeah. Because I was still kind of hoping that Craven might be a surprise appearance in the in the Mysterio one. Because I'm like this whole world traveling thing. That's totally a great way to bring in Craven the Hunter, hunting yeah. him across the world. Totally. Yeah. I was still hoping he would appear. This makes me think that's probably not happening. Well, speaking of things that are probably not happening, uh, Venom released a trailer this week. Oh, God. It is happening. I, I love... I just okay, so to use the segue. You asked me, like, did you see the Venom trailer? And, and, yeah, I did. And you were like... And I was like... I was nervous that Ryan might have turned on it because I'd heard a few people... Not in my life, but like on the internet, yeah. that just started. Hey, you know that last Venom trailer? That was actually pretty good. And I'm like, did we watch the same thing? I want to give you guys a definitive answer of what I think about this trailer. It's bad. Would did you Would you say it's like a turd in the wind? I would say it's worse than a turd in the wind. Yeah. What I, What I was struck by in this trailer was how many shots we've seen from other trailers that just now have Venom tendrils in them. Yeah. 100%. Oh yeah. Yeah. I hate that. Just watch that original teaser and then watch all of this and like, oh, they just weren't done. And. Yeah. I feel that they complete the studio completely blew their load on Venom. It's like all the scenes you see in the trailer, that's all the Venom you're gonna get in the movie. I was I, surprised to see how much Venom. Yeah, yeah which is a lot. that's cool. But I, then of course the second he goes to that one dude is like, You're gonna fly like a turd in the way. I'm like oh, The voice is bad. It's what? I hate Tom Hardy I hate both of Tom Hardy's accents in this movie. His Venom accent and his American accent. I hate them so much. Yeah, it's the dialogue's man, I like Tom Hardy, but I do too. I don't think I can justify this. He's he's I don't buy him as oh, I'm just I'm just a weedy reporter blah blah blah. I don't buy Bane as a Peter Parker reporter. The thing is, Eddie Brock's supposed to be like a big old jerk. Yeah. So Tom Hardy should be playing a big he's old like, jerk. He's like the next Flash Thompson. Yeah. He, he's he, basically a, a amalgam of those two what characters. He's, yeah. What he's doing is like I make bad people. Wait, hold on. Let me see if I get the accent. Do it. I make bad people do do good things and things like that. And I'm just like, shut up. You, want, you, want, you sound like a really weird Joey Wheeler right so, there. Uh, oh, where's he from? So does Brooklyn. he. Yeah. All right, so. Yeah, uh, he said. Uh, Michelle Williams, the beautiful, wonderful uh, Academy Award uh, nominated. We've seen her running in this movie. So she did an interview with Variety or Vanity Fair or something talking about Venom. And she's like, you know what, man? I do all these like small arts movies. I wanted to try something different. I wanted to try something mainstream. That's And she didn't talk about the character at all. That mm. means she's just I'm just a pretty girl in this movie with so a fake the, wig. When this I, one came out, when this one uh, came out, people were like, "Oh, Carnage is in this, in this movie." Guys, no. we haven't. He, no, he is. We haven't seen Woody Harrelson yet. He's the end he's of the, at the end. He's at the end where you see him turn oh, into Woody Carnage. Woody Harrelson is in this movie. Yeah, That's right. He's Cletus Cassidy, probably in a cage, and we'll see him in the last half of the movie. So, um, who's he? Who's he playing? Poison, toxin, just po- uh, riot, so, riot. It's riot. riot. Yeah. He's playing the character Riot, uh, Riz Ahmed. Yeah. And yes. who I didn't know was going to be a symbiote bad guy, but we see him until in Comic-Con the... Comic-Con f- happened. Until com- and then, yeah, then we see the final battle with the big goo monsters. Man, that's going to suck. Because that was the whole thing. Is like A lot of this is what fight? they saw at Comic-Con, and people were coming out at Comic-Con being like, you know what, Venom looks pretty good, and I'm like, you're all high. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, what, hey, what are you smoking? I want it. You know, So you know in the Transformers films where it looks like two junkyards fighting, you can't really see what's going on? Yeah. This is the liquid version. I think that's this <laughs> Venom's going to be the liquid version. Mm-hmm. Hey man, remember Terminator Two: Judgment Day from nineteen ninety five? I yeah. love that movie. Yeah, that the T one thousand looks better than Venom does. Can, I'm terrified this is gonna do well. Me too. Here's the thing: it is. Okay, can I, regular can I, people are so excited for this, on. dude. Can I just say, Donny Cates is really excited for this movie. <laughs> can I just say, he's a Marvel show. <laughs> I, oh, I'm gonna get some shit for this. Do it. Say I it. like Venom's design. I think it looks fine. It looks okay. I think. I think if we were ever gonna get a Venom design in live action. I would want him to look like this. He's supposed to be goopy and gross, so that I I think they did. He that. does. I and think he looks better than the Spider-Man Three version, where it's just 
Yes. Well, yeah, yeah and also he's supposed to be big and hulking too, which yes. Eddie Brock is big and hulking, which is Tom Hardy. Yeah. The look is fine. I don't care about the thing. Of course, I do miss the White Spider, but Did that's you a different see the story. Bit that somebody put like eyeballs and. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I couldn't it's stop super, laughing. Super scary. He's a little too but, shiny for me. Yeah. yeah. He's very glossy. He's very gooey. Yeah. But I like the goo. Yeah. Gloss. He's too. There's too much gloss on him. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So I just saw this. Uh, I saw the trailer at work, and I didn't put my headphones in, so it was just off my speaker. I didn't even bother to watch this trailer again later. And mm. normally with trailers I oh, you're really like. so many great like, lines. Did you <laughs> see the bit where he the half, the half face thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I Why, that. Why no. did that even happen? I don't know. Because you got to see like, it so, like, so for trailers like Godzilla, the Godzilla trailer, I will, I love watching that Godzilla. I watched that trailer once a day since it came out. That's, I that's love a, that an amazing trailer. <laughs> yeah. your, your alarm is to wake up to Claire de Lune playing and then there's <laughs> the Godzilla trailer on the screen. <laughs> no, but I love that Godzilla trailer. I There are trailers I love. It's like, no, I will watch this trailer again and again and again until the movie comes out. This Venom trailer is like, all right. I often it's happening. rewatch Metal Gear Solid trailers from E3 because Hideo Kojima edits his own trailers, and right. they're all really good. <laughs> yeah, but this movie does not make me excited for Venom. It's it just like, I want Spider-Man in my Venom. I want Spider-Man! Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> Give me pictures of Spider-Man. I'm J.K. Simmons. I'm like, I want See, Spider-Man! And here's the worst, worst part. Peter Parker has a cameo in this movie, and we know it. He does. Fudge. But only Peter Parker because they showed him just on set being a dude. So that's going to be like, oh, hey, what's up, Peter? Hey, maybe I'll work at the Daily Bugle. Blah, blah, blah. It's hate entirely it. possible that they could have cut that. Yeah, it is. Good. I, good. I mean, I hope they do, but yeah. Well, I, 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 I guarantee you if Kevin Feige sees the movie and says, this isn't good. Yeah. Doesn't this movie take, take place in San Francisco anyway? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, so. Running Pete, Ant-Man. <laughs> so how the hell is Peter going to be in San Francisco? Hey, man, he was in Washington, and he's going to Europe. He's in London in the next yeah. film. Going to London. Uh, he's in space right now. He's in space. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, he's dead. He's dead right now. <laughs> so I guess what we're saying is he's far from home. Yeah. Ah. And on that note. No, no, no. I did want to say <laughs> uh, my, my thing about the gloss thing. I, I want Venom to have more of a, a dirty, mucky. Like a sludgy. Yeah, a yeah. dirty, mucky look. Yeah. Not this glossy, grimer. Yeah. Not this glossy, slick look. That's I don't like, like porcelain that. Porcelain almost. So, yeah. So if you guys want good Venom, read Donny Cates' current Venom run. Hell yeah. I was wearing a Venom shirt yesterday from high school. I saw my Venom shirt from high school. Uh, Bam. Yeah. So, Supergirl news. Real quick. I think I'm more afraid of the Venom movie than I was of Justice League. No no joke, I am too. uh, So, not Supergirl news. But (laughs) I don't want... I I don't want a Venom movie that doesn't have Spider-Man... As the the point of origin for Venom. It doesn't make sense. sense. And, And I don't... I don't want... I fear what the success of the Venom movie could do to future Spider-Man films as far as taking characters away from the stories. stories. Because they've already ruined Venom. Because you know, you know 100% if they weren't doing this Venom movie, he'd totally be black suiting it up in the next Spider-Man. Hell yeah. He would get it in space. He's going through a tragic thing. Oh, like he did in the comics. He's going through a tragic time because he just lost his second Uncle Ben because we all know Tony Stark is dying. Yeah. That's definitely what's happening. It's the perfect setup. And they took it away. Yeah, and you said it earlier, Sparks. Like this movie is probably going to do well because like the internet is in love with it, I'm mostly terrified. because they think Tom Hardy's really sexy. Like there's, I'm a big, there's a big Venom being sexy thing. But this movie's going to do well, and it's not a super high budget, which is also the problem. So it's probably going to make money, which means we're getting that stupid Morbius movie, we're getting that Craven movie because they think this does well. So they think this is what audience wants. I'm so you know, terrified. Morbius, I would buy as an independent movie. Morbius is cool, yeah. Because Morbius, I think, could stand alone. And you could probably like introduce like Blade. And you could put to- mm-hmm. is Blade owned by Marvel right now? Do yes, we know? he is. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, they can do a deal, whatever. They could do a deal. They did a deal with Spider Man. Yeah. Nothing's on. Disney Marvel's not gonna Fox. be like, oh yeah, Sony, here have something we have for free. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Venom. All right, can we get Supergirl off? news. Yeah. Uh Brent Spiner has been cast 
as a as a recurring character as a recurring role in yep. uh, Supergirl season four. Well, I am really excited because I still watch these shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gonna catch up on Supergirl for this, Brandon? You know, I might catch up on Flash and Supergirl. Supergirl's worth it. In my no, opinion. wait. You know what? Actually, I would ca- I would catch up on Legends before I would catch up on Flash. So it would probably be Legends, Supergirl, Flash, and then off the cliff, Arrow. We're both shocking your heads. Why? Up. Why? I heard Legends was really good. Legends. I've heard great things about Legends this season. Legends. Legends. Third season. I think the second season was stronger than third yeah. season. Because I've heard. I've heard like people are like. Legends was the best of the CW crop no, this year. No, Supergirl was definitely still the best. Yeah, but you have a soft spot for Supergirl. I I might, but I also still think objectively that yeah. Supergirl was the strongest of the four shows. Well, now bringing it back to the actual news, um, uh, he's going to be playing the adept quote adept and politically minded Vice President Baker, described as an unlikely hero leader who hero oops <laughs> uh, leader who steps up in a big way when his country needs him most. Um, is Linda Hamilton still president? Yes. Supergirl. Yes. She could be dying hmm. in the season. Baker. And which means the, the vice president would take over. As long as there's a cool scene with those two together, I'm down. Yeah, man. Linda Hamilton and Brent Spiner. So she, uh, this casting follows Sam Wait, Whitmore. Wait, it's not Linda, Linda Carter? Linda Carter. Linda oh, let's say I realized I was Terminator. like, you're saying what? Linda Hamilton from Terminator? Linda <laughs> Carter, the original. Right, Linda Carter, the original Wonder Woman. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, so Brent Spiner follows uh, Sam Whitworth's casting as Agent Liberty. Yeah. Uh, Nicole yeah. Maines as Dreamer. Supergirl's got the best cast going on right now. Uh, Nicole Maines as Streamer, who's uh, television's first transgender superhero. That's cool. I might April start Parker, this new season. April yeah. Parker Jones uh, from Jericho as, as Colonel Haley. Oh, Jericho. Hey, do you guys remember Lois's sister was in the first season. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. What's her name? Lana. Blair. Lara. Lara. Lucy. 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 Mm. Lucy, Lane. Lucy Lane. There you go. Uh, David Ajala, uh, who was actually in Doctor Who this season. Oh, cool. Uh, Manchester Black, which I'm excited for. Hell yeah. Uh, that's actually the one I'm excited for. Manchester Black. Yeah. I love him. Uh, Rona Mitra from the last ship as Mercy Graves. <gasps> Rona Mitra. Yeah, she's great. Mercy Graves is coming to the show as I well l- as Mercy's enforcer. Otis, yeah, uh, who's Robert Baker? So Supergirl, this this, wow. this Supergirl brought in Miss Toshmacher from yes. uh, from Superman the movie, real and, quick, uh, guess, Mercy real quick. from the animated series, and Otis from the original series. I love that. And Otis, oh man, yeah. So Otis was like super goofy, and they're like they're bringing that back. I'm like, I'm so excited. They're bringing back all the all the Superman guys. Yeah, uh, Supergirl has a, has a now long history of uh, bringing back different Superman mythology. Yeah, dude. Not comic book characters, but like different like actors who have worked in Superman properties usually appear in another Superman. But not just that. But like characters now, like Otis, yes, Tess Mocker, Mercy yeah. Graves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really characters. excited for Mercy. I forgot that that was part of this. Yeah, yeah. I remember. There's a there's a really strong respect for Superman involved production. Yeah, I think so too. Um, Mercy, remember Mercy from Batman v Superman? Just throwing that out there. Yeah, oh, I remember. Yeah, remember seeing her in a trailer, going, "I can't wait to see her robot arms." And uh, then nope. she dies by a jar of piss. Yep, Grandma's peach tea, piss. Yeah, oh, you're right. Um, uh, Anything more you want to add to that, or do you want to move on? Yeah, I'm real excited. Right. I am real excited because Supergirl, like I said, for me, that's still been that's been the top. Yeah, yeah. But we might be getting a really good performance from Elizabeth Olsen this season. If you ask me, I would have said Supergirl was still strongest last season, and Legends was under that, then Flash. Interesting. Okay. I think Flash had some of the best single episodes. Enter Flash time is still, I think, the best Flash episode that's, ever yeah. made. Yeah, but not overall season no. the strongest. Uh, all right, we'll move on. Uh, ben, how much do you like Supergirl? He hasn't watched I, any of these shows in like years. No, I have. I even I barely even even scraped the first half of the first season of Supergirl. Invasion. Well, from from Brent Spiner to other Star Trek news. Uh, Patrick I saw Stewart this and I wasn't gonna. I thought about sending it to you, but I'm like, he'll find out. I did find out. I found out immediately. Patrick Stewart. Not immediately. 
is going to no i found it the, the moment it broke oh you just I, didn't I, post about I, it no i didn't oh okay uh, I was at, I was I was I rem- you well know, I'll, I'll frame this I was at uh, I was at uh, breakfast uh, and then I'm looking at just Instagram and I see Patrick Stewart and he's posting this whole long thing I'm like oh my god yeah the video oh well, what is what about Patrick Stewart though All right, so Patrick Stewart is returning for a new series <gasps> of Star Trek on oh. as Picard as Patrick Stewart as Patrick Stewart Patrick Stewart is going to be returning <laughs> returning as Patrick, as Patrick Stewart I love space I'm sending myself up Patrick Stewart is returning as Captain Jean Luc Picard uh, might be Admiral might be Ambassador who Ooh. knows oh my god it's great. And, oh. Not, and not Discovery a new show a new show yes. uh, is it going to be on all access or no yes. all Star Trek content is on all access Son of a that bitch. isn't the movies the new movies that they're making. Yeah. Yet there's a there's a lawsuit going on with Viacom that we've never talked about. That's really interesting. Um, no details were given, uh, except that it's going to that except that it's not actually going to be following from TNG. The last time we saw Captain Picard was in 2002 with Star Trek Nemesis. Yep. Uh, it's not going to be following that. However, be a new series that will be the next chapter in his life. So I'm thinking either Ambassador or Admiral uh, Picard in this one. How are they going to make wait, that tech... Wait. Hold on real quick. How are they going to make that tech look more advanced than the already very advanced tech of Star Trek Discovery? No, no, man, wait, um, so it's not continuity with Next Gen? No, it is. This. So the wording of this one, I, I understand it, but yeah, the wording of this is, is really strange. Um, it's So it's not going to be a sequel to Star Trek Nemesis. It's not going to be like... Star Trek Nemesis happened, and then now we're here. It's like many years later, and this it's is just, just a where brand he is. New like thing. slice of life. This is where he okay, is twenty years later. It, well, that's fine. You made it sound like it's not following them, so I'm like, so it's not continuity to them. No, it, it's just they they made it so that it's not gonna be like. Well, that makes sense. You know, He's way they, old. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what. I'm no saying. offense to Patrick Stewart. No, <laughs> he no, looks the exact same. <laughs> like I said, no details were no, given except for this. Well, I mean, he looks. No, he doesn't. He looks good for his. No, age. he looks good for his yeah. age, but he doesn't look the same. No, he looks pretty. He looks most of the same. No, Dude, he doesn't. I'm just saying, I understand, but if you watch him in Dune in 1984 and put a picture now, of course he looks older. People have aged way worse with less age. Well, he's, Ian helped, McKellen. he's helped by the fact that he was bald for most of his time. I'm not disagreeing with that. Ian McKellen looks worse than he does. Yes. Ian McKellen's oh, King older Leia. than he is. Uh, so he... So Oh my god, we're getting all the characters back in some way too, dude. We're so getting all those characters back some way. We're god, gonna see a sexy see, Riker. I don't want to see Riker back. I want to see Riker with the He's so old and old and gross now. And Patrick Stewart's not. Patrick Stewart's just old. He's not gross. Hey, he's hey. not gross. It's true. Hey, man, if he's Luke's, like one of the handsome. If Luke Skywalker can get into shape, Riker get into shape. Like I could be in something again. Yes. I don't know. I, Nemesis. He's not. He's not changed his look from Nemesis. Mm. Hey, we can have a fat Riker. It's fine. Is that yeah, where whatever. he had the weird sex dream? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what. Uh, yeah, we had a commentary on searching Nemesis. Check that one out. Nemesis. Uh, Alex Kurtzman, my favorite person in the world. Uh, with overwhelming joy, it's a privilege to welcome Sir Patrick Stewart back to the Star Trek fold. For over 20 years, fans have hoped for the return of Captain Jean-Luc Picard. And that day is finally here. We can't wait to forge new ground, surprise people, and honor generations both new and old. So this is uh, this is pretty much exactly what you wanted. Going, This is the furthest forward in the Star Trek timeline that they've ever gone. Yeah. Boldly going. <laughs> yeah. Where no one has gone before. Yeah. Except Alex Kurtzman. Y- yeah. Alex Kurtzman's leading us into that bold future. N- no. It's like it's, it's happening. It's like you got a birthday cake, but the, the cake someone is made put out a dog dildo shit. in the middle. <laughs> There's a dildo <laughs> made of dog one. shit. <laughs> it's exactly that. So yeah, I mean, I'm. I've always said that I think Star Trek Discovery probably would have been better set, especially like kind of what what they tried to do with it. Well, we set it set uh, after like Voyager and Star Trek Nemesis and all those. Mm-hmm. Um, so setting doing a new show. I mean, I kind of feel the same way for this as I do about Star about um, Star Wars. You know. 
you know, what people wanted The Last Jedi to be versus what we got. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of feel the same way. Like, I don't really want it to be fan servicey. And, like, Michael Dorn has been trying to get a Captain Wharf series going on for, oh, like, he talked about that. years oh, that and years boy. and years. So I kind of would have wanted that before I would want this. But I'm very happy to see Patrick Stewart back. And, look, Kurtzman is just spearheading the project. He's not exactly writing it. Yeah. So there could be, like, a really good writer on board, and maybe it'll just be good. He can wharf it up, too. Yeah. Yep. And, like, Wharf could show up in the show. Him and Riker. I I don't I, I'm Star Trek. Virgin you are the Star here, Trek so. uh, king. You know more about Star Trek than he knows about Stephen King. I I know. well actually that might be factually correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably a little true actually. Uh, but uh, I I like Patrick Stewart. He's he's, he's so this is exciting. Yeah. I had a. I'm I, about to dive into Star Trek hardcore soon. So yes, I had written uh, I I I. Put on here what Patrick Stewart I said, also but it's hate a, Kurtzman. It's yeah, fuck. Patrick Stewart's speech was, was real cute. It was. Uh, yeah. Check it out on online. He has it's got an Instagram nice. post. Uh, got about, about it. It's it's a really good. I'm, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm um, just bummed. It's yeah. on all access. Hey, two shows now on all access. Kind of makes I'm, it a little bit more worth it. I know, but it's still all access. I think you'd have to like Star Trek you, more. Here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. You can't. You can't just be like, oh, it's all access. That's like saying, oh, it's Netflix. Yeah. It's still a streaming service. I bet if, if, yeah, if yeah. you love Star Trek, you would be all over it's it. The thing, True. It's, the thing is, True. it's the thing is, the content needs to warrant the streaming service, not the other way around. You can't just be like, all the content on the service is terrible because it's the service. Yeah. it's it's. The, I think the challenge is that there's so many streaming services now, and yeah. they're trying to all privatize, and it's like, mm-hmm. come on, man. I can't pay like that much a month. Right. Look at, so CBS had one show. Just so look I can at watch DC. a show. DC's launching with like, a, like at least one or two shows, and they're coming out. Yeah. Like every the month, is, they like, got a strong lineup. The yes. thing is, CBS All Access. For me, I don't care. I only care about Star Trek, and you can't even get me to care about that. Yeah, because you got Kurtzman. Yeah, and screw Kurtzman. Well, yeah. well the now they have Patrick Stewart. Hashtag screw Kurtzman. Oh no, get that started, guys. Do it. Do it. Move on. Uh, Digimon news, real quick. Hashtag Just Digimon news. There is welcome. Digimon news. Oh, yes. All right. Thank you to thank you to Sparky Sparks over mm. here. Don't don't spoil He's anything. He's gonna miss this one. There is some Digimon news. Um, yeah, which kind of yeah. spoiled the ending of so the don't last say of the sixth movie. No, 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 don't, don't. I, I didn't put it down. Obviously. Oh, okay. Why okay. would I put it down? <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't know there was a spoiler. It. You, I mean, you haven't seen the movies, but if you did, you would have known. I'm sorry. Um. So, uh, Ben, Ryan, and I, we've been watching the Digimon Adventure Tri movies. I still mm-hmm. have the three. Then I'm now that I don't have internet, I'm going to watch them this week. You, yeah. There are there are five <laughs> of them out in America. All six have been released in Japan. Yes. Uh, the sixth one is out uh, next month in America. What's it called? Uh, I forgot. Cold Our future. future. Digimon for- Adventures try our future. Oh, I like is? I forgot better. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. No, Coexistence was the fifth one. Never mind. Yeah. So I this I one watched anything. at a um at a like a Digimon event, which I won't even begin to try to pronounce. Digicon. Nope. Sure, let's call it Digicon actually. Yeah. <laughs> um they have announced a new movie following Digimon Adventures Try the well, Digimon Adventures Try uh six movies. Uh Gekijo Band Digimon Adventure. Which roughly translates to Digimon Adventure the movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is following Matt and Ty and all of them. They're now twenty two years old, mm. um, so it is following after this after the sixth movie, um, and it is j- this going to be released in time for the twentieth anniversary of Digimon, which is next year. Wow! So yeah, nice. Can you believe it's been twenty years since Digimon? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because I was there. I was there. Uh, I've lived through it. Yes. Mar- so March have I. <laughs> March nineteen ninety nine was the first. It uh, was the first uh, season. I remember that. Um, so yeah, this is this is exciting. I love Digimon Adventure. I wonder if they finally answer what the hell happened to the second gen kids. Yeah, they all died. I it looks like it. Have yeah, to watch. Uh, did you watch Digimon Adventures? Nope, so I haven't watched any. No, the wait, first two the seasons. The first two seasons are called Digimon Adventure. Oh yeah, no, I watched. I, I watched the first like forty or whatever episodes of the show. Yeah. 
That's all I've seen. So it's so the first I've seen a brief glimpse of the movie. So the so the first season is called Digimon Adventures. Digimon Adventures Two is the second season. Digimon Tamers is the third season, mm-hmm. uh, which was unconnected to Digimon Adventures. So that's why right. when they did this one, it was tr- it was Gilamon. Digimon Adventures Try mm-hmm. because it's the third essentially season following yeah. after the second season. Try Digimon Try to remember all of this. <laughs> yeah, this is Digimon Hour. Um, Digimon's way less complicated than Pokemon. No, I know. Least. Any, uh, Digimon's any, so cool. Any more news before we move on? Hey, uh, Leslie Jones has some salari- hilarious... Salarious um, things to Don't... Say. You stop it. Salacious if I picked every crumb. time that you messed up Salacious a word, crumb. we'd be here all night. Let's do it. All night. Okay. Anyway, uh, she's got some hilarious reactions to watching Infinity War up on her Instagram. I saw they that. are well worth watching through. 100%. Uh, her... I think my favorite was her reaction when Black Panther disappears because there's just silence as Black Panther disappears and there's a moment that she's like, just angry, just... Nobody told me about that. <laughs> like, it's not even like she's freaking out about everybody disappearing. She's like, yo, this is terrible. What is happening? And then silence. And then nobody told me about that. <laughs> she's just mad. She does. She, when Game of Thrones was happening, she did some awesome uh, uh, like things with Seth Myers yeah. on his show. And that was, she's real funny. Her her panic through Infinity War and it's real good. excitement is really awesome. I got to watch that. She's real good. Anyone else? Uh, news, news, news. I got nothing. All right. I got nothing. Venom looks bad. Have we talked about that yet? Yeah, we have. Okay, yeah, we cool. have. Uh, do I have anything? No, I got nothing. All right, then let's get Were there any other trailers this week? Was, was it? Venom it? Uh, I think so. Venom was certainly it in our wheelhouse. Okay. Yeah, I didn't see any others. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, then let's get, uh, let's get into our... Uh, juicy topic? Main topics. Ooh. Uh, so we have two, two reviews. We're going to do um, Teen Titans Go first. Teen Titans! So Teen Titans go to the movies. They go to the movies. Um, if you care about spoilers, uh, maybe skip ahead. Mm-hmm. Spoilers starting now. Now. Uh, now. There's Teen Titans in it. Oh, my God. They win. I didn't know that. They go. To the movies. To the movies. So let's uh, let's get some initial thoughts. Ben, you first. Well, I thought I was going to hate this movie. I thought I was going to really, really, really hate this movie. Like the first time I saw I they announced Teen Titans go, I thought I was going to really, really hate it. I don't hate Teen Titans go, and I definitely do not hate this movie. This movie is actually really, really funny. Sparks? Um, I think that the SpongeBob movies are really good while the SpongeBob television show has not been written well for a long time. And I had a similar feeling about Teen Titans Go. The last like 30 or so episodes of Teen Titans Go have been just real, real turnoffs. Not, not well done. Subpar. And I can only hope that that was because they were working on this that whole time. And this is where all the good writing went. Because for the most part, there's a lot of good writing here. It's funny. There's still moments where it's like, you didn't need that joke. I wish you didn't do that joke. We've evolved past the idea that like animated films have to cater to only children. Mm. So, Well, certainly this animation style caters towards children oh, yeah. specifically. Yeah, but you don't have to. Well, also for a movie Fine. that had... Uh, real quick thoughts on... Uh, I uh, liked this movie quite a lot. Um, I asked my friend Sparks, Hey man, is this how good the show is? And you were like, no, not all the time. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, at its, at its best. At its best, I'm like, man, if this was the show, I would watch the show from episode one. There's some really solid yeah, episodes. Yeah, if the you show. can cherry pick some episodes, that'd be great. Sure. Uh, I thought this movie was rip roaring hilarious. Um, especially as a hardcore comic book fan, uh, it's it's it goes deep, like oh, yeah. real deep, like challengers deep, and I really li- <laughs> and I really liked it. Um, we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah, there's like fart jokes that are like, yeah, it's not my demographic. I'm a little old. There's for only it. one fart joke in it, really. Well, it's poop, fart, and poops. Poop and farts. Fart and poops, yeah. Also, that fart joke's like a minute and a half long, so yeah, that's a, that's, that's a long time. It was. Uh, I had a great time. All right. Um, yeah, I found this movie to be serviceable. 
Um, my only thing is, I th- truthfully, like I think there's a lot of really good jokes in it, uh, especially if you're a DC fan. I honestly feel like it goes on too long because I think this type of humor, this kind of Teen Titans Go humor, I think it wears out its welcome after a while. Real quick, how did you guys feel about the Simpsons movie? Oh, I, I liked it. I, did, I did not care for it because okay. I've never seen The Simpsons. I That's, didn't watch it. Well, okay. Uh, I think the same way. The Simpsons wasn't doing so good, and then they made the movie, and I was like, man, I want to watch The Simpsons again, but then it wasn't good. So I'm like, damn. Uh, I can understand what you're saying. Um, I'm only probably ever going to watch this movie once, to be honest. Uh, so this, I was, the hour and a half that it was, like that was perfectly fine for me. Like I saw it middle of the day. I was struggling to stay awake through a lot of it. Like after a while, I'm just kind of like getting a little tired of the jokes and ready for it to be over. And I'm just kind of like, all right, I can. I do I think can that the last. Nap. I do think that the last twenty minutes of the movie are the weakest. I agree. Yeah. And uh, I think that's that, that. That's them struggling with the fact that they tried to do something sincere, and they're they're mostly like comedy. Like yeah. even on the show, like they they used to run like somewhat sincere stories. At this point, they are entirely like. It's just it's just for fun. Nothing serious yeah. about it. It kind of reminded me of South Park, where at the end, like, yeah, we're gonna have a message. Like, no, nah, here come the credits. <clears throat> no, it's just the credits. And I'm like, I appreciate yeah. that. I do, I do like uh, the time travel bit. Oh, I that was God. pretty funny. Where they murder a lot of the DC heroes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That's there was some real brutality. Where like they put the pearls on they, Martha. They murder. They murder people to undo their origins, and then they murder people to redo their origins. Yeah. yeah. So like they put like suffocate Aquaman. <laughs> with yeah. the, like legitimately suffocate like a, like a turtle like with the yeah uh, with those coke uh, with stuff. the coke rings that yeah, they, they toss them in and they they try to choke Aquaman. And some uh, dark humor. Well, the reason is because all the superheroes in the world are getting movies. You know, Superman, yeah, Batman, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then. Batman is getting a utility belt movie and a yes. Batmobile movie, and Robin's like, I'm, I'm a psychic. Why don't I get a movie? So he goes to Jade Wilson, Hollywood's greatest movie director. She's like, yo, give me a movie. And then, then things happen. So did you guys did you guys see the twist coming with Jade? Uh, I oh, we th- talked about that. Yeah. I'm, curi- I'm curious yeah. about this one. So here, because Fanny, we saw it with uh, Fanny last night. The three of us saw it with Fanny. Uh, me, Sparks, and Ryan. And, she, she, and Fanny's over. She's like, is she related to Slade? I lean over. I was like, that's his daughter. Because I thought that was... That's they what just, I thought. I, just I thought, thought they, it was his daughter. Yeah, I thought they renamed Jade Wilson, because in the comics it's Rose Wilson, mm-hmm. but in the movie it's Jade Wilson, but surprise, it was Slade all along. Because they never say Slade Wilson's last name. They always call him Slade. Slade. Like they do in the, in the original Slade. show also. Slade. Yeah, Slade. which <laughs> which I kind of li- like. But then it's revealed to be Slade the whole time, and even fans like, I thought it was it's Slade. It's a good joke. I think it's a good yeah, joke. It was a, it was a good turnaround. <laughs> I, I uh, Because I've watched Teen Titans Go, I knew that they'd already introduced his daughter, uh, but not him, for a very long time. But mm-hmm. his daughter on the show, Rose. Uh, yeah, and and you've seen her uh, a few times in some of the episodes. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, so either they totally changed, like that character doesn't exist, which for, I mean, continuity's not super important to Teen yeah. Titans Go. So I was like, maybe that happened. But then I was like, maybe it, that is Slade. I didn't think about it for that long. I totally yeah. thought it was like a like a father. But I agree with thing. Ryan that I think it's funnier that it's just Slade it's just a hiding sl- in a lady mask, it's but in still his in his armor? whole costume under yeah. that. Like, do you know how much I sweat? <laughs> yeah. I uh, yeah, I liked a lot of the um, posters and a lot of the like mm-hmm. sign like uh, sign signposts. Yeah, yeah. Like Jonah Rex, that yeah. movie Superman yeah. Yawn mm-hmm. of Justice. Yeah. Uh, what's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? Was one of my favorites. Yeah. I I caught it the second time. I so, didn't catch so it. What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? Is a uh, character that looks like Bugs Bunny uh-huh. and says, "What's up, Doc?" But it's Dr. But it's actually <laughs> Dr. Manhattan yeah. as Bugs Bunny. That's amazing. And so got the, like, whole, <laughs> the, 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 the face and the, the little symbol on That's it. That's amazing. Yeah. There's a Rorschach uh, thing in there, but it was super, super fast. <clears throat> it's yeah. Rorschachs. Rorschachs? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I saw Apocalypse, which is dark side, but Apocalypse? she had lipstick yeah. on. And there's also another poster that said BVS, but it was Batgirl and Supergirl. And they're hugging. Yeah, yeah they're all, so, like, happy and stuff. Yeah. I saw a special clip 
um, before the movie came out that was of the sequence where Batman's chasing them. Mm-hmm. And every time he exploded from a vehicle, he named in order the Batman movies. And so it'd be That's like, not in the movie? Batman forever. And then, you That's know, he awful. was naming them That's as awesome. they go. And they're like, there is no stopping the Batman. And it's, <laughs> it was a joke on like the Batman movies yeah. always yeah. constantly coming uh-huh. out. And they cut those lines for some reason. Oh, yeah. that sucks. Do you think because the Lego movie kind of did something like that? Where it was like, he was like this way and this way and this way. So they did possible. Want, but like, that's a really good joke. I would love that. Yeah, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know why they decided to cut that. But yeah, oh. that clip, I'm sure is still around that's also online, just a funny so. clip there's, regardless. A, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of really interesting deep cuts to the to the to the some just, great oh yeah the dc universe like there was they throw a rubber chicken at superman it just goes somebody save me yeah which yep. is a reference it's real to the fast, that man. that is that is a deep yeah deep it is. cut you gotta know your superman <laughs> i stuff. loved that but he's like somebody save me i'm like yeah, i i was cracking even nicholas cage being superman yeah is a, it's is a great a one yeah and his son kal is in the movie too yeah he was young bruce wayne he plays yeah that's funny that's so cute yeah, I think one of the things I actually what I love about this movie is not just the shots against DC's um, Warner Brothers, like the comics themselves, but also to like other. Um, it's to other properties with the Marvel oh, of comics. Then it's a seagull reading a comic. Just, just yeah. superhero films. Comics, yeah, it's yeah. great. Like, awesome. I, 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 I was, the, the DC logo is just the Teen Titans Go version of the DC. Yeah, yeah I like yeah. that. But also, like even when they first like when the Teen Titans first get onto the Warner Brothers lot, and then there's Stanley was like. Obviously, it's like trying to grab your attention thing and yeah, just no. sweeping in the back. I thought, and honestly, I thought that was just gonna be like the only Stanley cameo they had. Yeah. But then, of course, he goes up and starts talking and thinking, "Holy shit, they got Stanley!" I, I did like, I did like the bit where the guy runs, "Stan, you're in the wrong universe." Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is a DC. I'm so movie? glad that he's in it. That yeah. Me too. That's so great. And, or even when uh, when they get the the, tr- the the big wheels and they say Back to the Future, they're playing the Sylvester theme the, plays. The yeah. And then, of course, they're trying to do like it's like we're not red enough. Yeah. yeah, the things like that, the the, the rat and the things like uh-huh. you know, it plays towards the it plays like the things that like clearly don't play towards our audience. Uh-huh. They don't really work for me. I mean, they're really not supposed to. Right. The, but the, the, the the sick and gnarly one actually really worked for me. Yeah, I yeah. It was um, I however I kind of like the music in this. The music's awesome. I like yeah. the 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 Teen Titans rap. I thought that was funny. No, I actually Michael Bolton and killing him. Michael Bolton <laughs> killing Michael Bolton as a cat. Oh, oh my, my god. <laughs> okay, that scene. I think his dad is cop. Okay. <laughs> No, that scene where they're like 80s inspirational song and they're singing they're going through freaking space there's a narwhal rainbows yeah. are everywhere I'm thinking if I was high this would be the greatest thing ever but I'm sitting there going what the F am I uh, watching right now also there were so many different uh, uh, like styles like anytime there was like a new scene like it would be a different art style like and like the movie trailers have uh-huh. so there was so many different looks to this movie and it kept it fresh for me the whole yeah. time yeah that, that was cool I liked I appreciated all the different animation styles I even liked uh, Robin's whole sequence where he's singing the song about what his movie would be uh-huh. yeah yeah that was fine hey guys heroes oh yeah Super for heroes the yeah. lion king sequence <laughs> that's the best you're you were right that is the best i thing love the movie. that i lost my shit I, I, it is so funny to watch the flash look up chewing, chewing grass, grass yeah. and the green lanterns prancing and aquaman and, and mara are it's, like it's, swimming it's the dedication to recreating the shots shot for from shot. lion king that just breaks me i'm like Super. that is they went real hard so they, kill, they kill the atom in this movie yeah, they three do. times they kill yeah, him. They kill uh, Patton Oswalt. Is Patton Oswalt? Yeah. yeah. And the challenge of the unknown, which is a very deep cut, get a lot oh. of play in this. Challengers, I think we missed the motion picture. <laughs> that is literally in the name. Challengers yeah. of the unknown. No one knows that. That's, that's also some black humor, just locking them into a yeah. void. Oh man, <laughs> they don't need to be here. Whoop. <laughs> and then of course later when all they put the, all the rest of the mind controlled heroes in there, and like, like it's not even it's not even like the most recent challenge of the unknown. It's like the original. Yeah, it's cha- like the boring suited old yeah. ones. Yeah. I I appreciate that. Um, 
I think it I think it kind of gets lost in everything else that's happening. But like the fact that they so constantly reference the fact that so many other situations Raven can just portal. Yeah, and, uh, and do yeah. It. Oh, yeah, of course. And like, because so many superhero movies and all that, they'll just forget that someone can conveniently do a power like that. And this yeah. movie constantly brings it up that like, no, Raven portal. could just like portal all the heroes away. They don't need to fight them. Yeah, there's Raven a, could just portal them into wherever they need to be. There's oh, even yeah. a bit where they're just like, oh yeah, I oh forget, yeah, I you can always you can do, that. do that. Yeah, it's <laughs> so good that they put that in there. This is a perfect film for something. Yeah. Like they're that. like, what are we gonna do? Portal, portal, and then they just portal out of there. Yeah, there's, uh, I mean, it's, uh, there's some good stuff in it. Um, it's definitely for a younger audience. It but like, totally I think is. I think if you go into that knowing and like, there's gonna be jokes that don't land for you just because you know it's, mm-hmm. it just doesn't land. But like yeah. I, I think this is a pretty okay. Uh, o- overall, uh, yeah. it lands pretty well. Yeah, can at least at least we, for one time. Yeah. Can we then talk about? I think we're winding down. I don't have a whole I, lot more to say. I about really this. like. I did like uh, the way that Slade plays. I, yeah. My, I, I think Will Arnett plays a lot of fun with, as Slade. I, I enjoyed yeah. that a lot. Oh, you mean mm-hmm. Deadpool? Yeah, and and when this and when this movie decided it wanted to do action stuff, it was real cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like it it was that, really that good. That last action sequence is really the, fun. The orchestral use of the original Teen Titans theme in the background, yeah. the many right. different like so action yeah. score version and the drama score version, all so good. I really liked. Uh, speaking of the final fight, I really liked that they repurposed the rap that they did mm-hmm. and like make it like badass. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, cool. Like I thought that was really fun. much like the other movie we were talking about, reusing old songs in new ways is is a good is a good thing. Yes. Uh, so then let's talk about. Uh, the post the the, the mid credits the tag. five seconds that that's the all anyone seems to care about yeah. 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 the yeah. only thing I care about I'll tell you right now yeah, yeah. um so like the whole th- I want to tell you like that the whole movie I'm like man I really miss that original Teen Titans show because mm-hmm. like I miss that Raven specifically yeah. I'm watching this Raven I'm like <clears throat> Raven doesn't do this no but even that original Raven team, doesn't poop in a different thing no I know yeah. that but it's like uh, but like I'm watching that's not this. my Raven I'm watching this and I had this moment of like I miss come on that's so, so Raven. Raven no I was uh, waiting for it thank you and I had that moment of like I miss that original Raven yeah yeah uh, I'm, yeah, yeah. I actually kind of miss um, Robin being a leader trying to p- make on his own Cyborg. I mean, yeah, Cyborg and Beast Boy are silly in the original one, but they still have their serious moments. Like, one of my favorite episodes is when Beast Boy Beast loses Boy control. Beast Boy really good episodes. Yeah. Especially and with Tara. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And or, or in that one with Raven where... We're not recapping the original show. But so, season one, episode one. <laughs> no, so what I'm... But what, to talk about what we're here to talk about, which is the Teen Titans Go movie, there's, yeah. a, there's a mid-credits tag... Uh, that has the original Teen Titans mm-hmm. show up, and you now some of the audience members might not get this because a lot of them are so much younger audience. Uh, um, I, so I, specifically, the, the the theater I was in was mostly just a young audience and didn't know what these what this what was happening. I, I think most kids, if they've been watching Teen Titans Go, have a vague awareness because the Teen Titans Go show has constantly referenced sure uh, through showing visually moments from right. that so old w- show. So what I'm saying, so just trying to get through get through this. So he's since it's the original voice actors, you're kind of not sure what's happening because you just heard these voice actors anyway. Oh, by the way, real quick, uh, the whole bit where Robin ends the movie with an inspirational thing and he just goes, ask your parents where children come from. <laughs> yeah. I thought oh, that was yeah. pretty funny. Uh, I was laughing at that. And then it's the original Teen Titans with the original animation uh, saying we may have found a way back. And I thought that was I thought that was definitive proof, and, and surely it has to be, that Warner Brothers is actually considering bringing back that season for a sixth season. And mm-hmm. they were saying... Uh, like, hey, if, if you, you go see this Tara movie, Tara Strong and Greg Sipes specifically, she was, yeah. She, yeah, she said like, if you go see Teen Titans, go to the movies, and it does well, then they'll give us a sixth season of Teen Which Titans. Which makes me think maybe it's already done. I think that they've already <laughs> yeah. made the yeah. decision. It's going to be like a surprise drop on DC Universe All Access. I well, think it's going to be a surprise yeah. well, when fun, they decide to. Put well, Brand, funny thing about that, well, because there's a family. Everybody will get it if there's a Teen Titans six. Are you telling oh, yeah. me Swamp yeah. Thing is not the big draw here? <laughs> no, but in the theater we were watching about uh, watching like in, Titans. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. 
in the theater we were watching in last night, there was actually a family in front of us, and the mom was freaking out. During she that, was cracking up. Uh, that, well, not only that, but during that mid credit scene, like, where, <laughs> when the original Teen Titans, she's like, they're bringing them back! Yeah. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you watched it? Oh, I like okay. The, I like the narrative of, like, we've been trapped. Yeah. They I got like Dr. That. Manhattan. Yeah, they, they, they totally they got Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> God, Rebirth. Yeah, I actually think that's really cool. That's a good point. Like, how, you know, someone who... who Went, grew up kind of with uh-huh. the original Teen Titans show. Can't have kids now, and their kids are watching Teen Titans yeah. Go, and now they can kind of share in that. And that then it's like nice. you got a reason to watch Teen Titans. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's a that's, dude that's cool. There's a dude I used to work with, and his kid wanted to watch Teen Titans, and he was like all excited. And then there, it was Go, and he actually ordered all the five seasons. And he's like, no, no, this is history, and he would, and he forced his kid to watch the original Teen Titans. They liked the original Teen Titans more than do Go. I uh, I always said that I thought Young Justice was a better Teen Titans show, but yeah. I start, I remember that Teen Titans show was solid. That Teen Titan show really was good. really good, especially as a product of its time period. Oh, yeah. it's really By the strong. way, there was a great Young Justice joke where they made Robin's video and they scratched and they scratched out Young, Young Justice. Justice. Yeah. But you could see Arrowette in the movie sta- in the movie uh-huh, stands. Yeah. Um, I I think that even though Teen Titans Go for the most part I think probably has more eh episodes than good episodes at this point, and this movie was pretty good. The whole thing was worth it if it means that we get a Teen Titans season six because it wouldn't be happening without Teen Titans. Go. Right, it, absolutely. And I'm and I'm grateful for that because I think if the, nothing else, yeah, I think the the um, conversation wouldn't have even started if Teen Titans Go was never yeah. was it would announced. It would have. It wouldn't have. It's also crazy that these voice actors have been doing the same role for like twenty years and they still sound awesome great. For them. Yeah. They still yeah. sound young. Um, real quick, uh, Kristen Bell was great in this too. She SJ. was. Yeah, yeah she, was. she was. She was great. I like. Her I really lot. enjoyed her. Uh, did you guys miss Ron Perlman's voice as a uh, Slade? <laughs> no. You know what? For this I was bummed that they didn't bring him back. Yeah, I'll admit because you have all those original voice actors, and that's they, what they, I was And saying. because Slade yeah, yeah. had never spoken, he's only shown up once visually for like a small sight gag at the end of an episode in T Titans Go prior to this movie, and never outside of that. Yeah. yeah. So I was kind of bummed that they did finally bring Slade in, and it wasn't. Ron Perlman. I don't think Ron Perlman could have done mind manipulation. Though. I think he's capable. Yeah. He was the voice of the principal in Day of Phantom, so I think he can do... You're com- right. You're right. I, I think I think Ron Perlman's more capable than that. I think he could have yeah. done it. I, I was a little bummed. I, not that Will Arnett didn't Produced do a great job. Produced by Will Arnett as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that he didn't do a great job, but I was like, you got all the originals. You're finally bringing Slade in. Like, S- Especially because he was just Batman. So why not just have him be Batman and have the original... Like, that's so weird. Jimmy Fallon was Batman? Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel. Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel. One of the The Jimmy's. one we like. The one we like, got there you it. Go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting voice cast. Yeah. Uh, I like the I like the bit uh, where it's like where it's like uh, I have I've had many movies and many more to come. Yeah. Well, it took a while, but I'm gonna but I finally have a movie. Well, I have a movie. Yeah, you yeah, don't talk about, don't talk about I, that. There was a Green Lantern <laughs> movie. We don't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> the mumble. Like man, some of these jokes like it's super weird because this is like a, a definitely a much younger audience, but like some of the jokes hit like really hard the, for adults. Yeah, the DC, hey, yeah. the DC universe specific jokes, a lot mm-hmm. of kids might not get. Yeah, I like, like that. Hey, Superman, you gotta save Lois Lane from another Gene Hackman uh, real estate. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that made that me was, die. Was I was dead. <laughs> and of course, I freaking lost my shit when Robin comes in. It's like, what are you doing to Superman? He's, He's a, a national, national treasure. treasure. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was good. We yeah. only, we didn't have that many people in the audience, but everyone was having a good time. Yeah, yeah. like it's yeah. it's a lot of fun to watch. It's, it, if you can, I think if you are an adult and you enjoy like the DC and just superhero movies in general, there's a lot of good references and stuff that yeah. are really strong in this film yeah. for you to enjoy. If you, Even if see, you don't really uh, appeal to Teen Titans Go specifically, yeah. there's a yeah. lot to love here. If yeah. you like the old Teen Titans show, there's still a lot to get 
to to enjoy because it's still fundamentally those characters just like a oh. young, like just younger. Yeah, basically. I'll yeah. use I'll use these as my final thoughts. Yeah, um, final thoughts. Something that I was talking about with uh, Ben and Ryan. It's me. Uh, related to the movie last night was um not me. Do you remember <laughs> you remember back when like. Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies were like a big deal and everything. And, uh, and, I only remember Andrew Garfield. And they were making, uh, <coughs> and they were making all of the um, the two writers from the Scary Movie movies were making like Epic Movie and Meet the Spartans. all of those, yeah, Meet all movie. of those junk movies, those parody films. This felt like because now superheroes are so dominant at the box office and truly the new era of what's going on in film right now. This felt like the best version product of what those things wanted to be. It's almost and like And now satire? this gets to be like real. It is satire. Yeah. It okay. is satire. Okay. And it gets to be a good satire because it gets to be so steeped in it. And it's people who have a love for it. They're not just trying to cash in on a fad of parodying what's hot right now. Yeah. But like it's it's a good in that same way satirizing the genre. And that's what this film is really good for. And I think it looked at that it really does work and land. So I, I enjoy it for the fact that it's there. And, and this is the kind of thing I'd like to see if we are doing any satire of what's going on right now. What would you rate it? Six? Six? Ben? Maybe six and a half. Ben? Right. Um, well, I was going off earlier when we were talking about Slade for a hot second. I actually Slade. Slade. Actually, I didn't mind Will Arnett's Slade. I mean, yeah, I was bummed out at first that Ron Perlman wasn't it, but after a while, I got used to it. I didn't really think about it. Well, for this, for, for Ron, yeah. that character design, uh, that Will Arnett's voice fits perfectly. And all the superhero cuts, all the extra, all the other references to other things. Like, even Ryan comes, leans over to me at one point and says, what are we watching, Ray Player One? Especially when Take <laughs> On Me was playing. <laughs> and they're doing... Like I l- and really enjoy this movie for all the superhero cuts. I do not enjoy this movie for all like the extended jokes. Like the even the eighties inspirational song I thought was a little too long the first time. Uh, Although I would, I would agree with you, but the payoff was amazing. The payoff was amazing, especially when they killed Michael Bolton's cat thing. Yeah. But like the fart jokes of Balloon Man would t- felt l- way too long, and the poop joke felt way too way too long, and even Robin's uh, song where he's saying I want to shake my booty and you see my booty in three D is like okay I get it. Are you saying you don't want to see booties in three D? Yeah, I, I, not his. Oh, that's fair. Well, I don't think we're there yet. Yeah, no, to, yeah. but it, technology. Yeah, I know. To be fair, the the booty joke is like the baby hands joke. There's a lot yeah. of jokes about like Robin's butt in Teen Titans Go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A yeah. few. There are a few like small references to jokes that have been long-running gags mm-hmm. on the show and then there are some major ones like the baby hand yeah. thing the waffles is another one i like the waffles one i got the waffles one but yeah. other, other than that it's a it's a mix of like there are great jokes in here like the lion king sequence oh and God. and stuff like that because and there are jokes like the the fart jokes and the poop jokes that just felt way too long so it's like you gotta give a little to take a little but if you enjoy mm-hmm. dc comic books as much as we do you're not gonna walk out of that theater hating this movie so i would give it a uh pass seven this is this is the most swamp thing has been in a good movie before, so I give it a ten out of ten. No, um, <laughs> I I go into this movie with open hearts, open minds, and I was like, this entertained me, and I was pretty much entertained. So like, yeah, I'll give it a pass. I'll give it a seven. All right, yeah, yeah I pretty much agree with all of you. I, I think, uh, as I said before, uh, I think it goes on a little too long. I, I think it outstays as welcome. Uh, but a lot of that could just be there's a lot of jokes that aren't made for my demographic. So uh, yeah, I'd probably give it a six point five. I think I'm with you, Sparks. Six point five out of I, ten. I do like that the ultimate message that comes at the end of the movie is is this idea like, you know, hey, yeah, we're not real superheroes, but you know what? We're we're pretty cool as we are. Yeah. And and I appreciate that because, you know, there's a lot of people who are like, Well, Teen Titans Go isn't like real, you know, like yeah. there's there's still even in the fact that I don't love most of the show anymore. There's still like some good nuggets of episodes and and also still references. I am there. definitely, because yeah. mo- I'll be honest, I probably was never gonna watch that show. Sure, but now that I've seen this and the potential that it can, 
I am more likely to watch the good episodes for sure. Because yeah. the, the, the silly, hu- I love silly, stupid humor like this. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, let's get into our second review. Oh, Christopher Robin. That's actually a very good poo voice. Oh, thank you. All right, time now for our second review of the episode. Oh, boy. Uh, Christopher nice. Robin. Christopher now, I know Robin. what you guys are saying. What? I know what you guys are saying. This what? isn't a movie we are supposed to review. It's not a nerd movie, but you know what? We like cuddly animals, so it's, it's shove it up your butt. Fuck well, you, I like animals. It's based off a comic book. It's say F, did you say the F-bomb? Oh, I did. <laughs> it's, a, it's a young children's book with illustrations. You're right. It's also yeah. Disney. The first graphic novel. And we <laughs> do Disney films. We so do, you're right. Dis- we did Beauty Dis- and the Beast. Disney's we're, nerdy. Disney is nerdy. We're all Disney shills. That's a hundred percent true. Did you wait? Hold on, before we get started, make sure. Did you guys cash your, check, your Disney checks? I always forget. What? Buddy, you gotta cash that. I know. <laughs> it's like millions of dollars right there. Mill. Oh, I buy. <laughs> Disclaimer: We don't actually get Disney checks. That's a joke. Yeah, look. If anyone thinks that's real, then you shouldn't listen to this. <laughs> but, if you, but if you want to start paying us, I won't say no. Look, no. Spoilers from here on out for Christopher Robin. So if you haven't seen it and you care, it's cute. Go see it. So this movie gets sad. This uh, movie I saw a review that said this is the most depressing Winnie the Pooh film. And I'm like, I don't think that's wrong. No, yeah. that's, no. that's pretty no, it true. Do, it's it does real world like, hey, I'm a father and I don't. Christopher take Robin care about goes my... to war. Yeah. yeah, he fought it in World into War II. Han Solo for real quick. I kind of wish that it made me want the movie to kind of go down a slightly different avenue of him having to like recover from PTSD with his old childhood. Figure. Oh, so, so he like, no. thinks. Oh, no, no, no. Or, like, like he's suffering from PTSD and, and his childhood, you know, friends become the only way for him to like cope. process himself mm. out of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. That would have been cool. That would have been, awesome. that would have been neat. That been, I yeah. mean, this is still good. Yeah. But like that made me go, well, that would have been pretty you know what neat. This movie reminded me of like, besides the sad stuff, it's like, you get like a nice big bunch of cotton candy and it's like, oh, it's so good and nice. And then you get slapped in the face a little bit and you're like, why? And you're like, oh, but it's still so good. It's like that. It's very warmed. It's so, I feel like I was getting hugged by warmed a bear. And cozy. It has a very warm color palette. Yes. Uh, but it's not a very colorful movie, which which really strikes me. Well, I think because most of it takes place in 40s London during a war and all the happy stuff was in well, the 100 Acre Woods. Even when I'm talking about like the 100 Acre Woods, I kind of wish was a little bit more colorful. It's still very warm, so I want to yeah. be clear. Like, it, it is you, bright. You feel very like yeah. warm watching in this movie but it's not like colorful no you're right yeah well but it's that's kind of the point for yeah. most of the time we're in the hundred acre wood is because christopher robin isn't there and then they're it's having foggy. the, no, the bad the bad dream kind of like reacts to their emotional state the whole hundred acre wood kind of reacts to their emotions the like characters foggy. yeah and but like once christopher robin starts playing it starts brightening up yes mm. even in color it it did 100%. we just weren't in there for very long while it did that but sure. i mean like i know what you mean but I felt like it, it played properly to what they were doing. Yeah, I mean, I won't disagree. I just feel I would have liked a little bit more like greens think, and, and, and yellows. I think and what bright, I would have wanted colors. is because the 100 Acre Wood brightens up is that when they leave the 100 Acre Wood and they're doing the Adventures of Madeline, not London, but the area in the, around the cottage was more colorful. By the way, I just want to yeah. point out, uh, I, did not underst- I did not get until I saw this movie the first time why it was called the 100 Acre Woods. Is it because it was 100 Acres? It's 100 Acres. Yeah. Didn't know that. What? What else? Uh, this isn't me attacking you, but like, what else would it be? I just didn't think about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> like that's uh, I'm the theory. No, I, I, I see you're coming it. from because when I was a little kid and they saw the they said the hundred acre wood, I thought there was like the hundred acre wood. Are you telling me? I didn't me? know. I didn't realize there was a hundred acres and I knew how long acre was. I was like, oh, I, I get mean, it. Yeah, now. man, let's head down to the hundred acre wood. Oh, shut <laughs> up! I was a little kid. I mean, I'm a farmer, so it more looks it looks like ninety nine, but I'm not gonna be that guy. <laughs> Got ninety nine acres. Well, 
and a Puma one. It was, yeah. it was really great how they recreated the Hundred Acre Woods. Yeah. Uh, and all the all the like houses that they had and mm-hmm. all the stuff the animals were adorable the, the opening of the movies I love it so much with the storybook and like oh and Christopher yeah. Robin goes yeah. to war yeah. and he becomes an adult now, like, now his life sucks like, it's like in which he meets Evelyn or even when he's at boarding school he's drawing Pooh and then like the teacher smacks his uh, hand and his father dies his father dies and you Fa- can only call him Christopher Robin don't you dare call him Chris but yeah. I, I like the I, well I like that that you know the just the 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 Tigger and, and Pooh, like they call him Christopher no, Robin. I, I, I think that's really cute. I guess cute. Um, Christopher Robin. I like. I, I think the little kid who plays young Ian McGregor is really oh, good. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Silly Especially old that, that in, in the beginning, I really like the stuff. Yeah, with that's the, that's strong. Yeah, yeah. You definitely can see, uh, uh, like when he's a young kid and he has the imagination, he grows into an old man. Like Ewan McGregor is so good in this movie. You're like, yeah. uh-huh. he he's doing what a lot of people do. He's he's working harder than he should for a family that he's not there for because mm-hmm. he thinks that's what he has to do. And that's the whole journey about Pooh being so silly. I love I, it. I also really like how kind of on, like he's like, he's like, I know you're real, but you shouldn't be here. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's that, it's that kind of mentality. Yeah. That like, why are you here? Yeah. Not why do you exist? Yeah. Right. I thought that was fun. I'm not ready for this happiness. So I'm still when, sad. When Pooh, I kind of like, shows, I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no, he's so mad. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was great. Yeah. I love. I actually love how when Pooh shows up in London to see Christopher and Christopher's freaking out. But also he's like trying to like take care of like take him back to Sussex to the countryside to the cottage and everything. But then of course like the Pooh goes goes oh, hello. This guy walks, walks into a right lamp into a lighthouse. Yeah. yeah, and he's like you can't be talking to people. He's like he's yelling at Pooh in a phone booth and a lady walks by gives him a weird look. I kind of would have liked there to be more of them in the real world. I I, I like I like the stuff in the Hundred Acre Woods, That's but I would pretty liked. contrary to things Brandon usually says. Well, yeah, no, I know, yeah. but I really liked the I really liked because it was a different fish out of water experience. Kind yeah, of. yeah, no, it's I get just, you. They're so naive that they think they could just be like okay in the real world. Yeah. I kind of would have liked a yeah. little bit more of that. Uh, sure, mm-hmm. uh, and, and kind of less in the Hundred Acre Woods. But I, I get you know it's about Christopher Robin going back. I and think the film actually has a pretty good balance between the two. I do too. Yeah. I will say you, from the, well, you just don't get it. You don't get a lot of all the characters out there. But you yeah. get a lot of poo in the real world. Yeah. And, I, and I thought that played well. Uh-huh. A lot of poo. Um, I lost my balloon, Christopher. <laughs> oh, well, you don't need it now. I don't need it, but it made me happy. Uh, yeah, I know. Just like, oh, that's so innocent. Yeah, there's Why? so much. Like, this entire audience, everyone's just going, aww. Yeah. It's just, it's like, I don't know what else to say. It's like, it, this movie's just so adorable. And he walks by, he's like, Christopher, my balloon. And he just grabs the balloon for him. I like, yeah. I like it, that Christopher's kind of okay. I was like, oh, right, okay. Yeah. It's, uh-huh. it's yeah. every bit as, like, Exactly as wholesome and heart filled and well developed as a as the best Pooh adventures ever have been, mm-hmm. but it's not overly. It did, they didn't try to overcomplicate it. Yeah. No, not at all. I think that's what makes me like it. In spite of that idea I had about the PTSD thing, that would have been a more complex story. Yeah. This is just as simple as any other Winnie the Pooh mm-hmm. adventure, and it's still just a lot of fun it's to nice, watch. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing overcomplicated to it, and there didn't need to be. The stuffed animals looked amazing. Oh, they did look. Am- they did look awesome. Piglet's adorable. He, As he's running, you know, like, I can't, I'm being weighed down by the acorns, <laughs> but I can't let them go. Funny thing is, but even, when I, was, so <laughs> even when I was watching uh, Wayne the Pooh as a kid, Piglet was my least favorite character. I just didn't like him. Yeah. I don't know what it was about Piglet. And now, as a, now I'm watching Piglet running away from you, McGregor, I'm like, why does he look so adorable he's now? So sensitive. In the 100 Acre Woods, they, they mistake Christopher Robin for a heffalump. Heffalumps. So I'm, I'm glad that Heffalumps and Woozles came back. By the way, we, saw, we got to see a heffalump in this movie, and that was awesome. Yeah. It's yeah. Like a smoke monster from Lost. Um, and so we, or and the Black Rhino from James and Giant Peach. Yeah. Well, More I, accurate. I like that. Yeah, I like, I like that. that. I yeah. like that it was a combination of an elephant, and if you saw, like, also representation of his job, because uh-huh. yeah. it had yeah. a tie on it. and. 
Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, I yeah, didn't notice the, the tie. The, the the elephant that he sees when he's in the water, yeah. it has a little business tie around it. Oh. Like the, the water's kind of forming into a collar. So when it's grabbing that. him, it's it's his job grabbing oh, okay. him. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Like the trunk becomes like an arm yeah. grabbing I, yeah, yeah, yeah. him. Oh, no. Poor yeah. Dumbo. Yeah. Um, there's a great scene when he's like he's like looking for, for Bear, for bear for Pooh Bear, mm-hmm. and uh, he's just sitting on the bridge, and he's looking over the bridge, and he sees a reflection of him when he was a kid. Yeah. yeah. That shit gets me so good, because that's like a comic book right there. Man. Yeah, it is. It's, oh, it's yeah. really that was good. A, that I, was love a really the, I love everything with Eeyore. Eeyore's I think the, he, Eeyore's, he's my favorite of the I movie. I think Eeyore honestly steals the movie Thanks a bit for me. Thanks for kidnapping me. Yeah. There's a lot of like, especially like, especially when he, when... Christopher Robin's like pretending to like slay the heffalump, uh-huh. um, and, and Eeyore's watching him. And Eeyore's and that's, starts that's where the line that's where the line uh, from the trailer, Christopher Robin, it's you playing again. Yeah. That's where that comes from, and it's really sweet in context because he's seeing Christopher Robin like playing. It's like he's starting to recognize him as Christopher yeah. Robin and mm-hmm. not as this heffalump. Oh, you know, there you are, Peter. It's exactly <laughs> yeah. that. It's exactly that. You no, know I absolutely love. I love when uh, when uh, Christopher Robin after he's like. Um, he so he shouts at Pooh. It's very sad and it's very heartbreaking. And then he gets lost. The huff, the heffalump thinks to, to take him. He falls in the trap. And then he's on the bridge with that scene. And then Eeyore just floats by. Oh yeah. He's like, "Hello, Mr. Heffalump. Please don't <laughs> eat me." He's like, "I'm just gonna head towards the waterfall." And you can like, you can hear the waterfall. You think it's like, "Oh God, this is it's like your a, other yeah. heffalumps calling you back." <laughs> it's like you think it's like a super. Large waterfall, and oh, yeah. Ian McGregor's like, Ian, I'm coming. It's like, oh, wait, I'm an adult now. And he this jumps is, in the water and jumps uh, no. up to his knees. Because he's, like, holding, he's holding his nose and everything. And I saw that in the yeah. trailer. I'm like, why is he holding his nose? Yeah. He's only jumping into like yeah. barely any water. He's like, All right, I'm a grown up. <laughs> I love like, that. Uh, I love that realization. Okay. And then, of course, you like, you like, the, the waterfall is just a little, t- it's like not even like two feet. <laughs> oh, the line is like, don't you know not to steal a teddy bear from a, from a grown man? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That moment was so good. What do you think you're doing? It's like, that's um, mine. It's mine. I like uh, I like everything with Pooh in the in the house, uh-huh. uh, but especially like when he first meets, he's like, I've. It's stressed. It's not stressed. Yeah. It's Pooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I love I, him coming down into the kitchen. He's like, I think your ladder is broken. Pooh, <laughs> it's not a ladder. Well, that's why it's not good for climbing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a shelf. Oh, uh, like Pooh, like every everything the animals say is like perfect like it feels like yeah. i haven't watched any of the, the cartoons or read the books in a long time but like from what do i remember they're like, exactly man, the that's same. how i remember those it those are even all, if it's not all the, the characters even if it's not uh the same voice actors like they're all really good so jim cummings uh, returns as both tigger and uh and winnie the pooh and uh, uh chris o'dowd was, yeah. was supposed to be tigger but they I, replaced him i was i was listening going man chris o'dowd is really good yeah, yeah. it's not chris o'dowd um so what do we think about the new voice actors uh, who played everyone else uh i thought peter capaldi was an excellent rabbit yes yes um i thought toby jones was okay as al I will agree with that. Fine. I have mm-hmm. I I have more recently seen some of the Winnie the Pooh stuff, yeah. and so I have Al's voice more clearly in my head, both Craig Ferguson and the voices before. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Toby Jones was was all right. I think uh, yeah. Brad Garrett does a really good Peter Cullen. I thought Brad <laughs> oh, Garrett yeah. did a really good job as Eeyore. Yeah, um, Piglet took me a little. Who is Piglet again? Um, I forget the name of the actor, okay. but um, Piglet took me a little bit because Piglet was was. The exact same like inflection and tone and everything, but just the pitch of the voice was different for me. Yeah. That was a little weird. Yeah. But um but I got on board with it pretty quick. Yeah. And Kanga and Rue were, were perfect. Kanga and Rue were great. Yeah. yeah. Obviously Tigger and Pooh were fantastic because they were yeah, the they same actually, person. They actually found a way to put Tigger's song in the in the movie. Yeah. I was oh, he sings it every I'm so day. glad. <laughs> yeah. I haven't it was heard needed. the Tigger song in forever. Same. I love that they found a way to put in Pooh's exercise song from the original Oh Adventures my god, you were yeah. yeah. I was glad they put that and in. And I love that there was a small reference to the stick race they would do. 
Oh yeah, where they're standing at the bridge and they drop the sticks. Like they don't do the full race sequence, mm-hmm. but that's what it is. It's a reference to that moment okay. from many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. They would both drop sticks at the same time and see which one would speed to a certain point faster <laughs> down the river. Oh. I like that. All yeah. right, it's I love a, that. It's, it's, a, a it's an adorable moment. film, and it's also uh, like it feels really true. Like it feels like the next, the next Winnie the Pooh story. Yeah. If Chris Robin was, yeah, it really made. does. It, it it felt completely at home in every other Winnie the Pooh story yeah. ever made. It felt oh yeah perfectly a part of it. Oh, the the, the line that are, that really killed me was when it starts raining in the hundred acre wood, and, and Pooh's just like, oh, it's so gloomy. If only Eeyore <laughs> were, were here, here to enjoy <laughs> it. <laughs> no, even when uh, Christopher Robin has Eeyore and they find the others in a log after they figure out that, oh, the the thing that's making the heffalump noise is the owls, weather, weather, weather thing. I love that. That is such a Winnie the Pooh thing where they all like panic yeah. and freak out about something that's just Christopher Robin comes and he's like, you silly guys, it's just this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I actually enjoyed seeing it because after he gets that realization, after he yells at Pooh, he wakes has that dream sequence and wakes up in the trap. Then he gets Eeyore. He's like, you can see him slowly but surely starting to turn into the kid again. Right, like that moment of he forgetting has, how tall he is and everything. He's just becoming that yeah, kid. Yeah, he's like, oh, it. I'm yeah. enjoying life again. And then he's like trying to convince um everyone else because they're hiding a tree and stuff that's really him. And they're like, no, it's not. And Eeyore's <laughs> like, help me. <laughs> oh, yeah, just help me. Ewan <laughs> e- McGregor did such a good job bringing back the inner child to himself uh-huh. in bits. Yeah. Because it doesn't all happen at once. He does yeah. it incrementally throughout the film. Man, the uh, in the foggy scene when like he perfect, has to go, when he has actor. to go home and and Pooh's like, so like, did you leave me? Did you oh, did you oh. let me go? Did you let me did go? And he's like, go? I suppose I did. And I'm like, no. Yeah, that was everyone in the th- from from that moment to him yelling at him, oh, and then when me. they come back together when he finds him on the log waiting so for bad. him. Oh. That now that bit where he's like, uh, "Did you let me go?" Like, it hurts, dude. I, it, like, I was just like, "Oh, I wasn't expecting this." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then for me, when they're sitting on the log and they come back together, that that's the part that really got and me they going. Was when, well, was right before that when yeah. he's when he's like, "It's okay that you let me go." Uh-huh. Essentially, what he says. Yeah. Yeah. And Christopher Robin's like, "Nope, shouldn't have." And he's just holding him, and and oh, it's so they fall crying, and I'm like, "I can't." too much dude. Um, even when he's yelling at you're, squee- you're squishing me <laughs> yeah. I knew watching the trailers this movie was probably going to make me cry at one point because yeah. I loved Winnie the Pooh so much when I was a kid sure. and I'm like this is probably going to get me somewhere I was not expecting it to be the middle of the movie I thought it would be yeah. closer to the end but like middle of the movie their reunion after he yells at him that's what it's so hit strong. me the hardest oh. I didn't expect which this I like because it's, it's it felt like the first half of the movie is the personal story of Christopher Robin reconnecting with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the second half of the movie is kind of just more of a, of a poo adventure, an adventure and yeah. it, with Christopher Robin, like more, uh, kind of acclimating himself back into who he is. Yeah. They, they feel like two separate parts of the story, not like divergent as a film, but like two separate yeah. when tales. We see, one of the things I really like is when we see poo playing the game, you know, Say what you see. Yes, uh, oh, and yeah. then we see Christopher doing yeah. it, uh, doing it later on the on the on the train, or uh, when he, or when Madeline catches him when he's trying to escape the cottage to go back to yeah. London for the, his business meeting. Yeah, and then that whole the exchange between him and Haley Atwell, who also did a great job in this movie. Yes, oh. I'm just like, dude, you're in so much trouble right now. The moment she starts reacting to the animals <laughs> is so good. Yeah, yeah. Like, what, was, what was the thing where it's just like. Nice to meet you, dude. Is that a donkey talking donkey? donkey? <laughs> that's Eeyore. Who's this? Is, this? this is, uh, is that a talking donkey? Oh, that's Eeyore. Eeyore, this is, uh, this is Madeline, my wife. Hi, Madeline, my <laughs> wife. <laughs> the Madeline's the daughter. Evelyn. Oh, Evelyn. Evelyn. Hi, Evelyn. Hi, Evelyn. But at the end, when then, like, at the end, he's like, thank you, my wife, Evelyn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, 
Oh yeah, the, the scene. Just, when he falls to the floor, right where I belong. Oh, oh. No. Um, the the scene at the end when uh, when all the papers go flying and Madeline is like really bummed because this was her way to try to connect with uh-huh. her dad. Yes, yes. And he's like, he's and she was like, oh, I I thought if I could help you with your work, we can like you know you wouldn't have to send me to boarding school. And he has like so many these thousands of thoughts like. I can't. My daughter thinks I'm sending her away because of work, and like, yeah, he, yeah. You could see it in Ewan's eyes. He's just like, "Oh, honey, no. Yeah. Oh, God, what my life is yeah, a mistake." Yeah, cause, yeah. Cause Pooh's whole adventure with him has completely opened yeah. his eyes and turned that around. Because it's really like so that. sweet, man. Pooh and and everyone in the Hundred Acre Wood is 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 basically driving home what Evelyn said, which is your life is happening right here. Yeah. Like you know, you never laugh anymore. You never dance anymore. Like mm-hmm. we even see him in, in like leading up to the main story of the movie, where he's, when they're dancing, when his daughter and and her and her and her dancing, and they yeah. he just closes the door on them. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. really sad. Yeah, it's yeah. like, dude, dude, why? I definitely. He's not as much of a dick as Peter Banning, though. No, <laughs> I did like that there was a lead in with the uh, to a little bit of a lean into the war stuff with the compass. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. I like that there was kind of like you know it happened. In because the war, he, and it's, yeah. there's this moment on it that it's like that is part of what sent him a little further down this path of yeah. of separation. Because yeah. he wasn't there when she was born, right? Because he j- that's why, like, it, I think like the war implies also part of the reason why he sees himself so separate from who he the, was. The when war he knew is Pooh. so real, yeah. And Pooh is like basically magic, so a yeah. compass, and he's not using it. Like, why aren't you being smart like a real person? Because yeah, like yeah. he can't accept he's talking to a bear, <laughs> right? Yeah. He's talking to a stuffed animal. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. which again, I would figure it would all been in his head. But like random people are that's like freaking kind of, out. That's always kind of the implication. Uh, With all these it, kinds of it stories. It used to be um, like when it, like I always assumed that it was in his head. I yeah. I think that the the direct association is actually very clever because there's nothing in the original books that ever says that it's like that they aren't real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just it it is a a matter of fact that they come alive because of his imagination. Whether or not that is alive to everyone else is never ever addressed in they any never way. Never need to because they never because the real because world. they are stuffed animals. Yeah, but the implication being his imagination brings them life, and there's really nothing in this so that violates that idea either. That that his imagination is what brings them life because I mean, his need calls poo exactly, and and the hundred acre wood is connected to him and his emotional state and and all of that. That's so why it's, the the door the door was where it needed to be. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's a silly explanation. So it doesn't. Yeah. Think but exactly. Yeah, but, but that's but that's completely in the same vein as everything that's ever been done with Winnie the Pooh, yeah. and I and I yeah. appreciated that. But I did like that it's not a thing of like, I felt like they never overplayed or underplayed the amount of other people knowing that they can talk or anything like that. The whole scene with the cabbie is, is a great scene. Oh, and so I think good. that's exactly the and amount even, that it was needed to be was about that amount of play and not much And more. when the cabbie crashes in a newsstand and then the yes. police officer so that, shows that up. That sequence, like I was trying to figure out, like I told you guys, I'll tell the audience, uh, I was trying to figure out why those three people are getting so much screen time. They're all three famous British comedians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is from IT Crowd, one of them is from Paddington, one of them is from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. And it's it's great when especially when the cop and the and the newspaper men um, see them talking. It's like you I saw know, it. I know that face. I saw those. I see your you eyes. S- you saw them. You saw them talking, didn't you? you saw Write it down. Write it down. <laughs> you saw the, the and they're like, no, no, I didn't see it. I didn't I see it. Yes, you, did. I did, you did. You heard it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like t- talking bear. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the pig talking pig. Yeah, I, I thought yeah. that was really great. Um. Yeah, man. I, I do. We have any negatives? I I don't think so. I think it's a little slow. It is. Uh, I think I think up until we get to. Uh, specifically, like I know, like I'm not arguing like if these plot points are needed or not, but I'm really just saying, like I think getting to Pooh arriving in the real world, uh, that whole bit, I kind of wish was a little condensed or a little, at least a little faster, because 
you kind of are bombarded with a lot. And then when Pooh shows up, you got really you do have a smile on your face the whole time he's, sho- he's showing back. He's yeah. showing up. Um, but I do think that the film does drag a little bit, but not to necessarily to its detriment. I think it, I think it would have benefited a little bit more, however, from a quicker yeah. pace. It was like over two hours, right? Or it two is two hours, hours exactly. Yeah. Um, I will say, I think the scene, I like the scene, but I don't think it's, I don't, the, the framing, okay, so when, when uh, Christopher Robin has to go back to Sussex and he has to avoid his family, I don't understand why he had to go exactly right in front of the window to get to his house, to the tree, because I think that's added drama between his wife and stuff. And I like that scene, but it's like, oh, I got to avoid my family. I got to be like, ooh, I got to avoid them. Yeah, and I think really, that's kind of silly. It's really just there to introduce Pooh to the family. Yeah, and that's totally fine. And like, I, but I feel like uh, I, I didn't need that. I scene. think there's I no think, narrative logic. I to think it. in yeah. the in the layout of the house, it's that um, you have to get past that. There's only what like one gate entrance. Yeah, and there's the woods, but he didn't want to strip like walk all the way through the woods yeah. to get to the you have to like go through the gate to get to the backwood where that door is it just is. seems so crazy to me like well I go, I go, I'm going to the place where my family doesn't want to see me why not just like hey honey I gotta I, I'm sorry I gotta instead of be sneaky cause you know, you know you're gonna get caught you know you're gonna get caught you know you're gonna get caught mm-hmm. I mean he almost didn't yeah, it was pretty close. I don't know. She woke up ungodly early. Yeah, that's true. If, okay, so <laughs> again, like it's I'm not like mad at the scene, but if I had to pick something that like stood out, I guess that's the one. But it's not even like a nip- right. It's not even that bad. What about you, Ben? Uh, I really don't have a negative. I mean, they're, that's, awesome. that's good. Well, the only like somewhat little nitpick I have is that I get that this uh, the director, uh, Mark Forster. There's a few shots, like there's some sh- random shots of like a really close up, like here's some here's some wheat or here's some grass in the wind or here's a really close up shot of this and that. I just noticed a lot of those. I'm like, do we? Really? I call those the Terrence Malick shots. Those are artsy fartsy shots. Yeah, like the artsy fartsy shots. So I was like, okay, I feel like I really like the one where it was a close up of, of Pooh Bear putting his finger to the gl- to the grass, kind of like in Gladiator at the end uh-huh, scene of the Gladiator. Uh-huh. But other than that, it's like, do we really need a, like a quick little shot of like that puddle? I would make a slight argument in the sense that if you rewatch the many adventures of winnie the pooh the first one disney did um they do a lot of transition shots and this was partially because of setting tone and it was also because disney was playing with their their ability to do um, the multiple panes of the nature shots so that they could move around a background Mm -hmm. they would do a lot of transition shots where they like focused on the river and you there were no characters there it was just here's the river mm-hmm. or here's the trees bustling mm-hmm. to, to remind you where you are bustling i think in some good. ways it was meant to be referential of the tone from that original film because okay. so many things in this are including the music which we've barely I talked liked, about I but the music was so good whenever yeah, they yeah. would use reuse the theme and everything yeah. yeah but it's been it's been a long time since i've seen the main no i get you i get you i did that was me just wanting to say like i think part of it is that i think i'll back up sparks on this one um Primarily because I've never I've seen a lot of Mark Forrester films. I've never seen him use those kind of shots before. Okay, so I think it's, it's probably it so probably it is referential. Okay, I, I think that they were trying to recapture some of that tone because that definitely happens in many of them. Because I don't remember those shots. All I remember is Pooh trying to fly up to the sure. to the uh, the tree to get the honey. For sure, I think that I think that they were trying to very much recapture the feelings of those classic okay. Disney films, and I think that they were wildly successful. Sure. I thought this was lockstep in with those Winnie the Pooh films. Uh, what about you, Sparks? Any negatives? No. All right. I really, really liked it. So then we want uh, final thoughts? My final thought is, this is without a doubt one of the cutest movies I've ever seen, and I was smiling almost the entire time. I like it a lot. Yeah. Right? Rating? 8.5. I like it. All right. Uh, ben? As someone who likes Winnie the Pooh but doesn't love Winnie the Pooh, this you don't is love a Pooh? 
What? I'm talking about Winnie you the Pooh. You know what? I was, wait- I was wondering when was someone was going to make a And you know it was going to be me. You're welcome. Teen Titans go. I, yeah. thought we, I thought we almost got there. Mind manipulation. Mind manipulation. Yeah. Oh, God. Ben, sorry. But as someone who enjoys... Hey ben, what's that behind you? No, don't dare. <laughs> yeah. As someone who enjoys Winnie the Pooh but doesn't isn't like a huge Winnie the Pooh fan, this movie was did make me feel warm and fuzzy inside, and I and I'm really happy that this movie exists and that Ewan McGregor did a great job. So he I really w- did. Yeah, I would, and also the voice acting was on par. It was on point. Well, not on par. It was far beyond that. It was on Birdie. point. And yeah, golf, golf reference. I really really like this movie. I you, what would you rate it? Eight. Eight. Nice. Uh, Sparks. <sighs> I was really excited when this movie got announced. I like, yeah. I was losing my mind. I was like, I'm so glad that they're doing something like this. And I was so nervous that it was going to be something that got too far away from what Winnie the Pooh has always been the about. The Smurfs. And this was, this was so, so, like, I, this holds right up against not just the original Disney films or the show or anything. This holds right up against the books. Like, this is, this is right in step. I mean, it's obviously got the Disney take on the characters and everything, but that's really more visual and tone than anything else. Hey, at least Gopher wasn't in it. Oh, wow. I didn't even think about wow. Gopher. I actually did th- thought about Gopher. I've, Gopher, after the was, was, Gopher was created for the Disney cartoons and, she, and wasn't in the original books. He's right. also on the ride, too. When you first go in, he's like, Happy Wrench Day. Yes, yes. Oh. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm glad that, I'm glad that uh, it, it all, it, it just felt so completely cohesive in, to all that original work, and I, I really liked it. Um, I thought all of the performances were great. I thought the script was perfect. Um, I thought that there were tons of gorgeous shots. The recreation, like you said, of a hundred acre wood was so well done. Um, I, I, and you know, the talent scout was like looking at like different woods and finding the right places. Yeah, I got loved to, it. Got to that uh, cliff and he was, he started crying. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I loved it so much. Uh, yeah. I, I give this a 10. Nice. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, I, I don't know what more I could have possibly wanted out of yeah. this. This was exactly what I wanted it to be. That's um, awesome. I love that. Yeah, I, I um yeah, I do think it it does have a bit of a pacing issue, but it it very much feels like the next Winnie the Pooh story, and I think that alone the next is epic adventure. Is uh is a feat that I didn't even think would be possible. Um He doesn't have feet, he has paws. Uh Ryan, you're fired. Bye. <laughs> and uh um such a wholesome, but, heartwarming tale. Yeah, it is very, it is very wholesome. Yes, but I, you know what? I think I'm going to give it a seven point five. You're allowed your opinions. Yeah. Um, all right, that'll do it then. Yeah. Well, um, so let's uh, let's move on to our next segment, the book club. Hey, welcome to the Fake Nerd Comic Shop. Yeah. Hi. Um, do you have any books? Uh, could you be a little bit more specific? Um. Anything readable? All right, well, this week's book club is uh, brought to you by Ben Magnet. Take it away, buddy. Yeah, so this is a book that I'd never read before. So I was really excited, and I bought it because solely because of the uh, author's name on it, and it was also $5, so there's that. Okay. Marvel. I was, I was wondering, yeah. like, I'm like, where where did this come from? <laughs> <laughs> it's Marvel's Secret it, it Invasion. It came from Ben is running out of books because <laughs> he doesn't read a lot. <laughs> No, it's because I know you guys were. I look at the, a lot of books on my shelf, and I'm thinking they don't want to read that. They don't want to read that. We already did that. We already did that. They're gonna do that another day. He's running and, out of books. Uh, <laughs> shit, I am running out of books because more than half of my collection is manga, and you suckers either won't be able to read it because I can only have one copy of it, and it's really hard to find online. So it sucks. Marvel Unlimited, <laughs> nine ninety nine a month, easy. Yeah. Got it. Read it. Reels great. 
Uh, you were you yeah. missed the D in your sentence. It's Bendis writes a lot of books, not Ben is running out of books. I just wanted to clarify. Oh no, for you. I was talking about him, not Bendis. <laughs> no, no, no. I know you you messed up in your statement. That's all. <laughs> I was correcting you. It's okay. But Bendis writes two more. State- no, statements. see, Bendis no, 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 writes more fine. than Ben doesn't read. Yeah. He produces more it's than okay, Ben man. can't it's read. It's okay, man. We all make mistakes. Uh, my brain's hurting. <laughs> my, even ben, my brain. Ben, start. Back start to the, the book future. We turn left or right. Ben, start the book club. <laughs> Back to the future. <laughs> For the love of all that is good. Start the. Let's get right. So, club. Secret Invasion, I saw this on for sale, Long Beach Comic Con, and I was like, hey, it's five bucks. Brian Michael Bendis wrote it. I turned around and I was like, hey, Ryan, is this good? He goes, yeah. So I picked it up. I haven't read it since, so I finally read it today, or not today. I Ryan's read it this weekend. Dirty liar. I'm just kidding. And <laughs> not like only like eighty percent of the time. No, and here's the thing. So was, I was actually really enjoying Secret Inv- Invasion. So this happened. So right when you open up, Captain America's dead. This is like ten years ago. Yeah. So this happened Peak a while. Marvel baby. So just post Civil War. Yeah. yeah post Civil yeah. War, Cap's dead. Um, Dugan is sad. Just, Dugan's just like pissed off because everything's going to hell. And then a scroll. Dum dum Dugan. Dum dum Dugan. And then a scroll shows up, kills him. Oh man. And ominously, he uh, the scroll looks down and goes, he loves you. And then it goes back to Tony Stark talking about how, hey, so we just came back from Japan, and Elektra is a scroll. We got scrolls up here. No one can trust anyone else. And it's like full on. like It's, it's kind of like Civil War, but it's not Civil War because it's like, I don't know if you're a scroll or not. And then the scrolls actually Marvel's invade. really big on finding ways to get heroes to fight heroes. Yeah. Um, so real quick, uh, Bendis has been... Throughout all of his other books and the various like other people in their books have been leading up to Secret Invasion. So we are only reading one through eight, the core story. So there's mm-hmm. a lot, a lot that we're not getting in the single book, which is a detriment to just us reading this eight. You know, it sure. this is the period where Bendis was writing a lot and he did a lot of tie-ins, just like Civil War II. Right. There's a lot of tie-ins and I I've already read that stuff. So I know a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. So right. there's gonna be stuff that like, wow, this seems really fast or this doesn't make sense. And, oh, I have, yeah. a, I have a so it's one of those books that you that that it doesn't stand alone apart from the tie-ins. It, for the most part, it does, but there's some things where, like, hey, I here mean, comes Nick Fury, and like he had a whole thing before I mean, he yeah. shows up. You can read it without the tie-ins, and like, yeah, you're not lost. You just sure. get there's just so much more. You're well, like, if you had more questions. Well, here's the thing. So there's a part in the tie or not the tie-ins. I didn't read the tie-ins. I just read this the one through eight. So I'm reading Secret Invasion, and I'm actually enjoying it. But then there's a scene that happens, and it bugged me throughout the rest of the reading of the book, and that's when Captain America comes back from the dead. How? When? Where? What do you mean? You mean when like, all of them come back? When, that's no, not Steve. That's not Steve Rogers. You mean the scroll? No, not no, the scroll. No, he's talking about Captain America later fighting with Thor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's not Steve. That's not Steve. No. That's Bucky. No, oh, yeah, that's oh, Bucky. Okay. That's why he has guns and, and like the metallic... He never used... No. This, is one of those th- this is one of those times... Uh, that I, uh, yeah, no, Bucky was Bucky became Captain America after okay. Civil War. Yeah. Okay. And so, like, whenever you see Captain America, it's always Bucky yeah. until okay. Cap came back to life. Even okay. even who is a Thor even talks to him. He's like, "Hey, you're not Steve. you're not Steve." Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It's Bucky Barnes, baby. Hey, guess what? But we, don't see, but we don't see him use. I don't remember seeing him use guns. I don't the, the very first time you see him is at the very end of like issue two or three, and he's running and he has a gun in his hand. As, Cap- as, dressed as, as Captain Cap- America, yeah. He doesn't show up for like two more issues after also, that. Also, Steve uses guns. Not so much in the comics. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. no, not so much in the yeah. comics. Not Certainly not this time period either. Uh, but anyway, um, hey, man. Okay, because they, they don't acknowledge that it's Bucky. It's just like Captain America's there. Well, see, if you're reading Marvel comics, you already know it's yeah, Bucky. Yeah, that, that's, right. that's the thing. Yeah. They the Captain America. Because I, I forgot that Bucky Barnes' book becomes Captain America. So I'm yeah, thinking, yeah. like, how the hell does Steve Rogers the come The Captain back America book that Brubaker's writing at the time during Secret Invasion is about Bucky and Secret Invasion. Okay. Yeah. 
So tie-ins, so yay. not just tie-ins, but like just knowing what the just state knowing of was yeah. the what the universe was like. Like because I knew it, I knew we were in post Civil War and Steve was dead, mm-hmm. which meant Bucky was Cap. Okay, and this is back when yeah, like like Hawkeye I also know was Ronin. I and, also know yeah. that what Bucky's Captain America outfit looks like, so mm-hmm. I knew that was Bucky's yeah, awesome. Yeah, awesome. the one with the yeah. triangle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex Ross okay. design. <clears throat> yeah. Um, that must have been really weird for you, then, because you're just like Captain America's here, and nobody's making a big deal about this. Yeah, that's, that's what. Was, well, now that I know, is like when I go look back on it, it's like, oh, okay, it makes sense now. Because I was reading, it's like they're not, ha- but you're dead. But I do like the part where the like when the school the scroll ship crashes and all the Avengers show up wearing their classic costumes. Dude, it's like, oh, sweet Christmas, and Cap's like, and Beast like my stars and garters, and Cap's like, yeah. holy moly, what's going on here, guys? Yeah, yeah. and then of course they think and like Emma and everybody, like, all the real people are saying they're like, man, f you guys. Oh yeah, man, <laughs> they just got crazy. Like Ronan, like Ronan and Clint has like yeah. an arrows like Cap's dead, you scroll mother, and, and then his dead wife shows up, and yeah, you Bobby. think it's actually her, but no, it's and it's it, he's Jinkies. What? Jinkies. 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 What? Velma? What? What? Uh, uh, Clint's, Clint's wife in Age of Ultron is Velma from oh, the Scooby-Doo yeah. movies. Oh, in... The, I forget the movies. You're right. That okay. was a little bit of a stretch. That's, that's a Ryan stretch. It's a Ryan stretch. <laughs> uh, my arm's not that long. All right. Um, that's that's a Reed Richard stretch, but I'll have proof of it. Um, what Thank the hell you. was I talking... Oh, yeah. Mockingbird comes back, and Clint's like, listen, I'm going to kill you because you're my dead wife. You need to tell me something that no one else will know about October 12th. And that's about she, she lost a child, and that was the day I was going to be born, and there's no way a scroll would know that. And the scroll did know that. And then when she gets ganked and gets murdered... That's it's and he she finds out that or he finds out and it's like she doesn't even know she's a scroll because there's sleep agents and there's the whole thing about the Captain right. Mar- Marvel scroll mm-hmm. where Norman Osborn's like listen buddy I can tell you're a sleep agent and I'm gonna I'm gonna mind manipulate you to go make you fight the scrolls and there's so much stuff that's like again in the sides that I'm like man I know about this stuff and it's awesome I remember I can actually say something about this about Secret Invasion as a, as an event because I yeah. remember there was a Guardians of the Galaxy tie-in yeah uh, and Abner Landing I remember that and it's yeah. about the Guardians of the Galaxy helping the scrolls who didn't want to invade earth yeah it's mm-hmm. great dude just an entire really set because this is this is a group of extreme terrorists from from their group because like like everything about the scroll life is destroyed like their armada their planets are like faith is the last thing that they have and like they believe that the earth is theirs right <laughs> they're uh they're deviants like thanos mm-hmm. yes yeah Got the that's s- why they have the chin gross, gross, but, gross, but, but judging chin. but judging this event just as this event yeah um i found like it's good yeah, um, I'd read it a while ago, so I was it was kind of getting a refresher on what mm-hmm. happened. But um, I I find the event itself underwhelming in its finale. I agree with because that. it's very yeah. much a like we've talked about before. This is very much the Civil War two kind of thing. Yes, where up, what yeah. you and I talked about, which is like Civil War two as an event by itself, kind of sucks. Yeah. As set up for Secret Empire, it's actually pretty good to have that accounted in. Yeah, and Secret because it makes Secret Empire better. Secret Invasion is more set up for it's a Norman Osborn setup basically yeah. than it is anything else yeah. and, and and that kind yeah. of underwhelms me with That's it. Fair. And of course the, at the very end spoilers for Secret Invasion Norman Osborn <laughs> gets like blessed by the president yep. and then you oh. see Doctor Doom, Emma Frost, Lo- uh, yeah. Lady Loki. Hold on, real quick. Hold on, hold on. We were talking to the very very end. Hold on. Yeah. So the, so Spider-Woman is the scroll queen. She's infiltrated yeah. the Avengers. Jarvis is a scroll. Is a scroll. My one of my favorite scenes from the book. It's Jarvis. He just shows up on the helicarrier. Yeah, and they're with like Maria Hill. Maria Hill's like, what the hell, Jarvis? And he's like, hello, Miss Hill. Uh, I'd like your unconditional surrender, please. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. she's like, I'm gonna and, get a T-shirt after this. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> you know what it's gonna say? And then she's dying. And it's Fury was right. Yeah. Yep. Because she has the she's an LMD. Life, yeah, the LMD. And it's really great because she's like, I'm not surrendering. And he's like, you sure? And then all of the shield guards turn into scrolls. And she's yeah. like, oh, buddy. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's. 
it's my favorite thing also with Secret in uh, Empire. It's like the slow you realize, oh man, this has been a clockwork in development and things are happening. And I think the first couple issues have some of the most beautiful splash pages. Lionel Yu does some incredible splash pages with like 50 heroes on the screen and that poor guy must have taken so long to draw those pages. Right. Those pages were beautiful. That's like, one There's of the... so many splash pages where I'm like, man, this must have taken so long. Now, one of the things I love about this book is the art. It's, man, it's, it's definitely Lionel Yu. Uh, I don't think he does his own colors because he's much more of a painter. So... Uh, uh, the coloring is a little weird in this to me, but um, like all the stuff with Tony Stark, where like he doesn't know if he's a scroll or not, mm-hmm. I love that dude. Yeah, I love that because this is still pre Iron Man. Iron Man came out the yeah, same cause year because he's, he's like, no, don't do this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the Scroll Queen's like, thank you, Tony, for what? Thank you for being the greatest hero the scrolls have ever had. Everything you've done since birth has been leading up to this and moment. He's like, no, I'm not a scroll. I'm not it's a scroll. so good. I love that stuff so much. Yeah. No, that one of the turnarounds fun. I actually really liked was uh, Hank Pym turning into a scroll that's great like he points a gun at Reed Richards says I know exactly how and he like blasts Reed Richards and turns him into like a big giant Elasta the way they torture Reed they literally like stretch he looks like the face of Bo like his face is stretched and his arms are stretched and he's like being like tortured man that's some good stuff it was it was some pretty sweet imagery uh, so again, I'm a big I'm a big uh, fan of this time period. We got some initiative stuff with Taskmaster and the Gauntlet. And the best thing about Civil War is the 50 state initiative, where every state gets a team of superheroes that somebody trains. And Taskmaster was one of those tra- trainers, yeah. and the Gauntlet was one of those trainers. And Bendis loves those characters, so he put them in this book. And I'm like, it's so cool seeing the Young Avengers and all these super like low class heroes get to be the heroes. And Nick Fury and his, and his Howling Commandos are all the Secret Warriors, and Quake's there, and Yo-Yo's there. And it's just all this stuff about my favorite period and all these characters that we. Don't see anymore. We don't see any of these characters anymore. Quake was introduced in not Secret, long before. Secret Warriors in Jonathan Hickman's Secret Warriors. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I also like is um, what I really enjoyed about this book a lot, especially in the beginning, was who do you trust? Who turns out to be scroll? Because I figured out Mocking uh, Mockingbird. Yeah, Mocking. I thought for sure Mockingbird was actually her, but then yeah, it turns same. out that she was a scroll, and then the real Mockingbird is thank God alive. On and the again, ship. it's it's sad because there are some people who were who were sent to Earth as sleeper agents, and they mm-hmm. don't know their scrolls. Right. Yeah. So like Mockingbird, like she's turning into a scroll, and she's like, I don't know and what's going that's on. That's the right part now. I like, but. Also, it's one of those things like we were talking about earlier, uh, you and I, Sparks, saying yeah. that it's an event that, like, kind of like Dark Knight Smells, like, yeah, it's cool to a certain point, but then it's like, oh, yeah, it happens. Because, like, a part where I'm reading, like, um, they, they see Spider Woman, uh, Jessica, who's scroll Jessica now. You finally see her with her green chin. Yeah. And then Norman, everyone's like, Wolverine has his claws out, everyone's ready to go gang up on her. Norman effing Osborne gets the kill shot. Yeah, dude. Wolverine's literally going for the lunge, and Norman's like, got him! Yeah, it just snipes her right in front of everyone. I'm like, really? Yeah. Him? Well, because it's... That's the so setup. He, that's so, the setup. So, yeah. This is why... Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Before we go there, um, uh, that's that's kind of my... And I'm sure the tie-ins like help with this, but like as this event, what bums me out is there's not enough play of the like... Who's a scroll? Who's not a scroll? It's yeah. this whole point of the event, and All really, the Mockingbird is the character that's the focus yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. And then maybe is it Tony? Who knows? And then everything else is like it's never. I think played Hank with Pym's enough. a good right, a good one. Yes, I didn't expect Hank Pym. Well, but that's in like issue one. Is it? A, is it really issue one? It's issue like one. the end of issue yeah. one where okay, he yeah. shoots Reed. So okay, like, yeah. there's no questioning mm-hmm. about it in that's this true. event. Yeah. Or and even the scrolls' motivation I thought was kind of because they're like, oh God, told us. That's I'm the like, thing. That's the thing I yeah. wanted to talk about. It's like the 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 ultimate. 
ending of the event is underwhelming. The the finale issue reminds me a lot of the I was saying like the uh, Invincible Iron Man issue we read infamous? where Mephisto uh, sorry Infamous yeah, yeah. yeah where Mephisto comes in and that last issue very much like is speeding through its finale of the story it was telling. This the final issue of this is very much like oh 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 like t- tell it all tell it all tell yeah. it all got to get it out um because it's that's a lot of events, the whole though. setup the whole setup through the issues. The whole setup he loves the you. issues of this event you. are the he loves you that the scrolls keep saying when they kill people yeah. or reveal themselves. And I'm like, oh, man, that's some really good setup. And then in the end, it's like, who's he? And it's like, God. And I'm like, <sighs> see, OK, so I mean, like, thing. that's not a terrible story, but it's not the kind of story I yeah. felt like you were setting up with the scrolls. You know what this feels like to me in a way? Snoke. Yes. Because you yeah. expect, oh, there's going to be a big scroll god or, or scroll lord, and oh, they have to fight a big scroll boy, but that would just be another big boring fight, whereas like this is much more internal. It's about like, hey, this is our last straw as a civilization. We're going to die unless we our faith it, sends us forward. It didn't even need to be like a big scroll figure that's actually yeah. a person, but it did not It did need to be... I wanted something that wasn't god yeah. as mm-hmm. the answer. Yeah. Although I did like that there's this joke that Spider-Man says. is like, oh man, at least so-and-so's not here. And uh, I think it was like either Luke Cage or someone was like, who's that... Big tall guy shows up whenever like something really important. Oh, oh yeah. He's like, and then he turns and he's like, "Oh come on!" The and watcher. The watcher shows up. He's watching all this. Oh, yeah. that's that's a really good idea. Yeah, I, I like, it, you, you know it's bad whenever he shows up, but then the watcher appears. And he's like, "Oh man!" Yeah. Uh, I have a couple quotes that I really like. One of them is Nick Fury, and this is classic Nick Fury, the best Nick Fury. Uh, sorry, Sam Jackson. Uh, he's like, "All right, you punks, let's wrap it up. I got things to do." I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Uh, there's also um, hit him hard commandos and stay in my eye line, all of you, because he only has one eye. Yeah. Watch shoot people. Mm-hmm. That's real funny. And then um, he's like, oh, God loves you. And then he's like, yeah, well, my God has a hammer. And then Thor shows up. That's real cool. I like that line a lot, too. I think Nick Fury's freaking awesome, and especially when Bendis writes him, because he's just a hard-ass, badass, mm-hmm. cool guy. And like, I, I, I really miss that Nick Fury. Too. I remember there's someone that Nick Fury shoots. Uh, and then, of course, and, it wasn't, and it turns out she wasn't a scroll. And then they're like, why'd you shoot her? Scroll's a scroll. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Because at that point, you don't know who's who. Like, even a Reed Richards, because it was, oh, God, what's her name? What's her name? You got it. Who? Come on, give me, give me, give me. Uh, superpowers. What do you got? Give me, give me. Uh, 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 she's the one who sneaks on the ship to free Reed Richards. Who? Oh, uh, uh, oh, God. Oh, man, who was that? Her who's, name is escaping me. Who yeah. was that? I can't say. Well, Stature? Nope. Stature's no. in this. Cassie is like a full edge. She's a 16 year old, like, young yeah, Avenger. Yeah, Stature's great. Yeah. She has, the young she Avengers are all play. cool. Yeah. Hulkling is half scroll, half, like, Hulk, whatever Punch, thing. Punches the crap out of Hank Pym. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. he's like, no. hey, my people. Sorry, Ben. Like, hey, my people, I'm here. Like, you don't have to do this. And they beat the shit out of him because he Yeah. Works. Because he's a half-breed. Yeah. But also, there's this part where, uh, like, Reed Richards, like, she frees Reed Richards, and then Reed, Reed Richards chokes her out, and he's like, I have determined you're now scroll. Sorry for choking you. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's like, you can't really be mad. He didn't know because he figured right. out the way how to turn people. Like, he drops down and then he turns everyone who's a scroll into a scroll. Uh, like, you show, you see the chin. He's like, yeah. awesome. Let's fight. I, yeah. I love how she, like, tries to do the scroll language with them. And she's like, I, I know Cree. I must speak cr- scroll like I'm uh-huh. drunk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, Abigail Brand. Yeah. Director of Sword. Sword, yes. yes. Central Sword. world orbiting around uh-huh. the Divisions world. I thought she was Polaris when I first saw her. I don't her. think that's it at all. No, it's not. It, it's not. Um, so, yeah. Does uh, Counter-Earth come into play? Yeah. No. 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 Too bad. No. <laughs> that's the stupidest thing the, I love. I love it. I like I like the whole idea and a lot of things behind this event, but ultimately, like, just judging the event, it's, yeah. the, it's the ending that just underwhelms me for the yeah. setup of it. Yeah, it's just not strong enough. Like, when I first was reading it and I got halfway through, I'm like, oh, this is really cool. And then I got to the end of it, I'm thinking, really? But one thing that really did hit me hard was when Jessica Jones gives um, Danielle to oh, Jarvis. Oh, that's Jarvis. And, then of, the cor- kid, and yeah. then, of course, Jarvis turns into a scroll, and the baby's all, like, pointing at him going, ah! Yeah. 
he's a scroll. Yeah, and then the baby's gone. And she's gone. And of course, Jessica comes home and they're like, oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, mom. Should wrap it up. Yes, real quick. Uh, so, all of the, uh, again, like I've read all the tie-ins, like when it was coming out, but like, the Thunderbolts are one of, or is one of my favorite series, and it's Warren Ellis is writing it. It's all like the B-list villains trying to be superheroes through the government. And Norman Osborn, at the time, before Doctor Doom, was my favorite villain because of all this stuff. Because he's like, I'm going straight edge. I'm working for the government, but I still got the Green Goblin. Don't tell anybody. Uh, and this is him legitimizing himself as a real-world power as Norman Osborn. But the great thing about maybe the next series we're going to read, it's him in that constant conflict of like, I want to be a good person. I really want to be a good person. But I am mentally effed up, dude. And it's the next series is all about him struggling with him being the new Iron Man and Captain America while still being the Green Goblin. And I'm really excited. I think this series is also a really cool lead up. It has some really great splash pages. I think this is a fun book. Yeah, the ending kind of does fall flat. but the, I forgot the, that Bendis kind of retreads his own kind of beats there with Doctor Doom later, huh? Yeah, yeah. baby. But I, I still for I, so long. There's only so many stories. Yeah. Yeah. But I still enjoyed the, I still enjoyed the book. I'm not sad with my purchase. No, it's not it's not a bad book. It's just a there, there was there was a greater potential in just this singular event yeah. to have done something a little stronger with its ending. And the it's, hype was very real it, with this book. Oh same, yeah. It's got the same problem that most events have. You're just stepping stone to the next well, one. Well, yeah. especially because it was following off Civil War, and, and a lot of people were satisfied with the way Civil yeah. War like had a real impactful ending. Yeah, and Civil War was Marvel's like they've had events before, but it was their really it was a home run. So then it was yeah. literally all right, uh, every event, every every summer, every summer, then became every two, and then now it's just yeah. now we're luckily past that all that shit. Where yeah. it's not event leading to event leading to event. Right, right. No, I got Civil War because by reputation alone, and I was I love because they were Civil trying War. they were, they got a lot of new readers because of Civil War. I know yeah. that happened. Oh yeah, and dude. then they were trying to keep them hooked with events, and this this was one of those first ones after, and I was like, mm. yeah. I do like the cover pages were because in the graphic novel I have it's like accept ch- as like um accept change. Oh or, those oh yeah, those yeah. motivational like, posters are great. Yeah, where it's like what is like a human and a scroll and oh. Those those are that's pretty good Photoshop yeah, for yeah. the mid thousands. I love them a lot. Uh, Sparks final thoughts. I feel like I've covered it. All right. Yeah. Uh, all right. That'll do it then. Yeah. Good stuff, guys. Good like stuff. It. Uh, what what's uh next, Ryan? Oh, it's my book club next week, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Hey, it is. my name is Ryan Oleopolis. I like comics. So we just did a book called Secret Invasion. Uh, I was trying to think of what I wanted to do next, and because we're in my current period of favorite Marvel stuff, so like, why don't we just do the sequel event? Uh, but it's not really an event. It's just it's a 16 issue Dark Avengers run. That's just it's it's kind of like the event and the series all at once. Right. So we're gonna do the first eight issues this this round, and then we'll do the next eight issues next round. Sounds but good. But this is man, this is my stuff. Dark Avengers, dude. Uh, Bendis and Mike Diodato. Uh, it's it's some good stuff. All right. Very cool. Very cool. Um, I really gotta switch the order of these. So um, Brandon will have to catch up to us. Yes, I will. Um, so looking forward real quick. We're, next week we'll be doing the Meg. Woo! Uh, which is the new uh, movie based on the book of the same title, uh, and as well, sort of same of title. It's just Meg, and yeah. the movie's called The Meg, which I don't totally get why that happened, but whatever. Speaking, Shut up, Meg. speaking of the book, though, uh, Sparks, would you, since this was your get, would you like to announce what's coming yeah. up next? On uh, the weekend after, we have an interview with Steve Alton, the author of the book which The Meg is being based on. Wow! He very has cool. been very kind to offered to do an interview with us where we'll be talking about uh, how, you know, like him creating the book and the long, long journey he's had in turning the book into a movie and uh, the graphic novel that recently... Heck yeah, I'll definitely... Or or is dropping, not recently, is dropping uh, the 8th. I'm definitely picking that graphic novel up. Very cool. I'm going to have it and I'll be sharing it around. Heck yeah. 
So very exciting things to look forward to. Super exciting. Um, also, speaking of exciting things, we are a Funko affiliate. There's a link in the description, uh, but use the promo code SHOP10 at checkout for 10% off your purchase of any Funko item, uh, including the new cereal that's out. Yeah. Mm. We ate some of that cereal, man. Yeah. 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 Check out our Instagram live. If you want a uh, little teen tiny Freddy Funko. Yeah. Blue mm-hmm. milk. If you haven't checked out yet, we're still in the middle of a giveaway. We have one more week on that. Uh, check out our Instagram. We'll be reposting it uh, for this week. Uh, you can still enter. The first 10 years late. of Marvel poster and also an Iron Fist poster. Yeah. Yeah. Fun stuff. Uh, you know what? I'll just say what you can do. Um, what your fa- This was confusion when I posted it. Well, your favorite moment from Comic-Con. You do not have had to have been there. Just your favorite news moment or whatever that you saw. Your favorite oh, thing they that, announced your Avengers. Your favorite thing wow. that came out of Comic-Con. Your favorite thing that came out of Comic-Con. Uh, comment, uh, reply. You know, that, that, is, that is an enter. Uh, so definitely uh, from this year's Comic-Con, not last year's, this year's Comic-Con. At the end of the show, we'd love to say thank you to everyone. Uh, so thank, thank you to our you. fans. Uh, we greatly appreciate you I listening. I love healing fans. Um, not that fan. Oh, Cookie uh, Monster. Jeremy Volucci, <laughs> who does our... Uh, Batman. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm playing a game where I say things that I see. Can you say, <laughs> a, qui- can you say a quieter? I'm trying to work. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> These are microphones. We still, it's just as loud. Flash. <laughs> uh... Thank you to Jeremy Vellucci, who does our, our theme music and, uh, intro, th- and intro segments. Um, Thanks, Jeremy. You can find him at Jeremy Vellucci Keyboards. Uh, you can find his show, Suburban Proctologist, facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist Official, Instagram at Subproc Podcast. Check it out on iTunes and rate review that if you can. Uh, great show. Mike Matola for our logo. Ooh, Thank Mike. you so much, man. Ooh. At Mike Matola. Hopefully, we can get him on again sometime soon. Yeah. Yeah. Until next week, then, uh, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Fakenerd Podcast, Fakenerdguys at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Ryan? I'm at Freddie Funko. I'm at DJ Tony Snark. Sparks? Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S P A R K Z Witty. Ben? Ben Magnet27 for both Instagram and Twitter. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Spotify. And rate and view wherever you get us. I watched an Avengers Infinity War deleted scene, and it was about the Zune, and I'm really mad that there's not a z- there wasn't any Zune play in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> right, sorry. Yeah, I saw that one too. Uh, rate and view wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Um, until next week, stay fake nerds. Mm-hmm.